Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com save. Betterhelp.com save. Got it. Some call it insight. Others call it vision. At Pershing, we call it perspective. A perspective you'll benefit from, from a custodian you can rely on. One who can help navigate the big picture and whose products give you a competitive edge. One who considers everything. What will help you succeed today and tomorrow? Open yourself to a new perspective and open the possibilities. Consider everything. BNY Mellon Pershing. Learn more at pershing.com slash go independent. Pershing Advisor Solutions, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Raiders! Oakland, LA, Las Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever! You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride! Here we go! Love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle, intercepted to Lopiano at the 50, high running down, Houston football, and I think Houston victory. The Raiders have scored on the most famous, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for another what we hope to be fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio. Appreciate all of you joining us on the audio podcast as we return to Raiders Fan Radio after taking a little mini hiatus after the uh, after the draft. And uh, so so glad to be back, uh, back here in Murph's Fan Cave. And uh, thank you to all of you that are joining us live on the YouTubes tonight. Appreciate Bobby Wasabi, Mojo Raider, Raider Rich, Mr. Kano, Chris Rubio, Aaron 
the Q-Dog Raider. We call him the Capo. Atticus be rocking. A bunch of you already in there uh, tonight in the, in, the, uh, in the chat. And appreciate you joining us live there. And so, uh, uh, gosh, I'm so used to uh, the disembodied voice laughing already early on at the chat that I, I, it threw me out of my, my introduction routine. Or, uh, I'm having an issue. <laughs> oh, there it is. I got a new computer, and I'm having an issue already. Jeez, Mosh. Hold on. <laughs> Let me get your camera going. <laughs> so there, there it is. I, I, I can't help it. I can't help it. That's the, that's the laugh we were looking for. I, and of course, <laughs> the disembodied voice. It's, uh, and so we oh. uh, so thank you for those of you joining us, and thank you to the one and only Uncle Mosh that uh, uh, adorns the southern annex of the Murph's Fan Cave desk. And watch this on the YouTubes over here. Watch this! Watch what? this curtain! What? What? There's your curtain! Oh, There's I love curtain. my curtain. You're so, all about the curtain. So here's my problem. Right, I'm trying. Problem? I'm trying. And I'm on the chat already, man. I'm already excited. Yeah, you are. I'm fired up. I got my new computer, and this thing keeps popping up, and it won't let me click. I was gonna say, "Hey guys, I'm here," but nothing's happening. Oh, well, you are here. So though. I know. I know I'm here. You know I'm here. Q Dog knows I'm here. Ron knows I'm here. Everybody knows I'm here. My neighbors but- know you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about yeah, that. Sorry nah, if you good. were driving and you had a kid in the back sleeping, and all of a sudden I'm like, "What?" <laughs> but I, I, I'm trying to get it so I can I can type. And oh, geez, now I got all kinds of stuff up here. But anyway, all right, I'll we get go. it figured well, out. Uh, well, welcome back into the fan cave, Uncle Mosh. It's the first Thanks, time uh, we've been back. Uh, no, we've been back once since the draft. What am I talking about? I'm just talking about crazy stuff. Uh, we had we show. had a week off. We were going. Yeah, we're, we, we're in our summer schedule. Yeah, and uh, so we're we're like the every other every other week. We're gonna kind of alternate some stuff. We're gonna, we're gonna mix we it up some, a little bit here. We in the got fan some cave. stuff, man. We, we got, got stuff some going. stuff. All right, so let me hit on some of that stuff. So what we got going on is that yeah. So for the summer times, for those of you that have uh, uh, that have, well, all of you are football fans, but you know that we kind of hit a little bit of a lull, especially in June and uh, July. And uh, there's the doldrums, the offiest of the off season. And so we're gonna go to every other week in terms of RFR proper. So that is Raiders fan radio proper here. Uh, then the numerated episodes that we do every week. Uh, we're going to go every other week, but we are going to have some other stuff to fill in in the meantime. So we're not going away uh, necessarily week in, week out. You're going to have content from us every week. It's just going to be different content. We'll probably just feature our interviews um, that we do uh, that will be with players and other people that are significant uh, to the Raiders. Now, we will have those interviews for you uh, in between the proper episodes. And then I've also got another thing, uh, actually two other things I'm working on, um, and product development, Uncle Mosh, you know, as we say in the business in this radio business. <laughs> so I've got a couple other things that we're working on that we're developing. One with uh, our buddy Monster Mash Ken. We're working on a cool idea and uh, very much uh, going to happen is a new project that we're going to do with our buddy and Jeff. Uh, so those of you that uh, are familiar with our show, uh, and Jeff is our buddy, he's our real-life buddy, and he's a recently converted Raiders fan, and we were kind of kicking around some ideas of what we could do podcast-wise together, and we're and I've had this idea for a while now, ever since Mosh and I did our Super Bowl show, right, right, we right. had a blast doing our Super Bowl show. We did, a, we did a show where we basically just went over and highlighted the Raiders' Super Bowl victories, and we had a blast, man. We did it Super Bowl Sunday, and it was it was a lot of fun. So since then, I've kind of had this idea kicking around about doing a history of the Raiders 
show. And so with Jeff being a newly converted Raiders fan, I thought, you know what? He'd be a fun uh, guy to bring in on that and kind of, you know, uh, educate him a little bit, educate myself and, and, and hopefully you all uh, as well on some things. And even if it's just review, even if it's just moments in, in, in Raider history that you're already familiar with, it's always fun to relive those things. And much like everything we do on RFR, we want it to be interactive. So we're going to take your suggestions for the significant moments in Raider history, not necessarily the greatest moments, just significant moments. So it could be, of course, it could be on field. It could be wins. It could be things like that. Could be the tuck rule. Could be uh, hiring of the first African-American head coach. It could be Al Davis becoming commissioner of the AFL. It could just significance in moments in Raider history. And that's what we're going to do our show on. So anyways, look forward to that coming up soon uh, in, the, in the very near future. All right. So in terms of RFR proper, uh, this is Raiders Fan Radio, the flagship show here on the Murphs Fan Cave Podcast Network. We host three podcasts currently. That is this one, Raiders Fan Radio. That is the Fan Club Blitz with Splatterhead Tom and Fitz. And that is Mondays with Mikey and Murph. And that will be starting up again uh, soon also. So the best way to support our shows are a couple of different ways. Uh, number one, like and subscribe to us, please, on your favorite uh, podcast network. Uh, please also do the same here on YouTube. Please like the videos, subscribe to the videos. Uncle Mosh, we've got some heat on our YouTube channel uh, this week. It's been awesome. I hope you're not laughing at that. I'm, I'm hoping laughing at me. I can't do anything. What over are you here. doing over there? I'm just, I just, I just want to type. We'll type in the chat. It man. ain't working. Oh my gosh! All right, when we, get, when we get to one of the one of the other segments, I'll help you oh out there. Oh my we'll gosh! You. Just to, you know what you can do. You know what's funny, Mosh? You could just talk to him. You know. <laughs> You can just talk to the chat. They're they're all in there listening to you right now. You, and they're going and they're and they're talking bad about me. Well, just talk to them. It's okay. No, I don't want to talk to them. I wanted to type to them. <laughs> you know, my stepson used to say, he's like, I hate texting. And I'm like, why do you hate texting? And he's like, we had Morris code. It didn't work. We got telephones. Why do we gotta go backwards? And I'm like, you know. You're right. All right. Just just talk hey, to me. Hey, so here's a good thing. All right, go ahead. So, Shout him out, Ma. Shout out the chat. So, hey, well, yeah, if I could. So, now nah, Mojo's there, Chris Rubio. Uh, we, I said it earlier, Just Win, Johnny, Q-Dog. Oh, gosh, Abel Gomez. Uh, let me see, Raider Rich. Uh, I mean, everybody's here. The Dakota Raiders here. Uh, who else is out? Raiders 64 since 1968. Uh, did I say Chris Rubio, Mojo Raider? They're all here. We're all awesome. here. Everybody's awesome. here. Awesome. Everybody's fired up. Um, so I was I was what was I gonna say? What was I, I talking know. about? I don't know. You you went on you wanted to I was I was going on a I was going on a rant about something. Thing. Man, oh, 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 somebody right. says, Hey, Uncle Mosh, how many days left to school? Oh yeah. It, it it it's it's so short that it's down to the hours now. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got but, what, two Mondays left? Uh the actual teaching Mondays are all done. Oh, it's really? All testing now. Okay, yeah. I'm going to derail you. Hit me. All right. So uh, you have to. For those of you listening on the on on live, we're going to get to plenty of Raider content. Don't worry. Uh, and and those of you listening, uh, same same. Uh, but I want to take a second, even before I get into anything else. You know, we do a lot of respect around here. We don't do props. We don't do shout outs. Nothing wrong with those things. But we like to give respect. I'm going to give respect to you, Mosh, because. Uh, you had a Uncle Mosh is not the kind of guy that like draws highlights to his own accomplishments, but I'm the guy that will draw a, a highlight to his accomplishment. Oh, Uncle Mosh, as you guys know, is a theater teacher. He's a director. He's a lifelong coach and theater teacher. His 
recent production that you've heard him talk about, one of the reasons he took a little hiatus from the show, it won the equivalent of a state championship here in Tennessee. He got recognized not only by the state, but it's uh, it, it's on the uh, on the on the radar to get recognized nationally. It's freaking awesome. It's the biggest achievement you've had as not only a uh, as a theater teacher and director, but as a as a production, as the entirety of a production, and you got the best director award, Mosh. It's freaking awesome, man. So well, I want to celebrate that. you and give I you much respect that. for that. That's pretty cool, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And, and, and I, again, I, it's not. It wasn't me. It was the kids. I was. Uh, I, I, I'm not the shepherd. I'm just the biggest damn sheep they got. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, it was great. It was a lot of fun. We got to perform at the uh, Tennessee Performing Arts Center, and it was a it was a packed house. It was 3,500 people, and it's called the Spotlight Awards, and it's. Uh, it's the, the it's it's a lot of thirty two different schools enter this and and they have to there's qualifying things to get in there and so yes we did uh, we were nominated for five different categories and uh, we ended up one of my kids got the best supporting actress award and then uh, we got it for for best direction my my directing team and I so it was a lot of fun it was a good thing so that's cool anyway, stuff man I, uh, very cool stuff yeah 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 so thank you for mentioning that i appreciate well, yeah. that yeah i yeah, appreciate yeah, that yeah man yeah well so uh so good stuff there so um all right so uh so here on the show i mentioned a couple ways to support us like and subscribe to it do all that good stuff and then also please guys do this if you want a cool t-shirt you see the shirt over uncle mosh's shoulder there the get made t-shirt it's the new rfr t-shirt you can find those on our website it's raidersfanradio.com slash t-shirts and uh buy a get made shirt now here's the thing about the get made shirt they're either 20 or 25 dollars depending on what size you are and they're like 10 bucks to ship and you're like hey murph that's a lot of money for a t-shirt I know, but because we're giving the money away. We're not keeping it. Mosh and I aren't keeping it. We're giving all the money away to the Bolitnikoff Foundation. Our goal is to raise $2,000, and we're going to hand the Bolitnikoff Foundation a one of those big, fat, like lottery-style checks uh, at the end of the year. We're already well on our way. We got, we're just shy of 300 bucks already. Now, that may not sound like a lot, but it's freaking May, man. It, it's like three, like with three hundred dollars already that That's we've earned crazy. between the shirts and the donations. So buy the shirt; all the proceeds go that way. Or you can go to RaidersFanRadio.com/gear, G-E-A-R, and hit the link that will take you to NFLShop.com. Anything that you buy there, same thing. We get kicked back some of the money, and we're taking all that money and giving it to Bolitnikov. Now, two thousand bucks is our goal. But we're not going to stop if we hit it. No, we're going to rock no. it past that sucker if we want to. The, the the like to become like a platinum sponsor of of one of their events is like twenty five hundred dollars. So if we hit that, we'll just sponsor one of their big freaking events, donate that way. Again, all on behalf of the RFR listeners, all you guys in the chat, everybody that listens to us, all the money's going away. It's get we're giving it all away. Okay, so so, so a lot of people know. And, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but a no, lot of people, fine. a lot of people know that that when you buy T-shirts, when you make T-shirts, if you got a good T-shirt guy, you don't spend a lot of money. Okay, there's millions and millions of dollars that are made on T-shirts. Swag sure. is a huge, huge business. Yeah. Okay, um, and 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 stuff. That, so we get a good deal on our T-shirts. We last year when it was the first time we did them, we said, "Oh, let's 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 do our T-shirts. Let's price them to sell." Because you got a guy. Because I got a guy. You got hey, a guy. Hey, hey, hey. I got a guy. Hey. So my guy Twine uh, is who it all, it is, and it, it, and I'll give him a shout out because they're awesome. Twine stands for uh, uh, the world is not enough. I mean, these guys oh, are nice. great. Yeah, yeah, the guy that runs the place, 
Uh, he's got a, he's got a you'd love him. He's got a lightsaber tattooed on his finger. Oh my gosh, he's so, awesome. So yeah. when he sits there and, and he doesn't like what a customer's saying, he's just like in his brain, just <laughs> lightsabering the guy. But anyway, my point is, t-shirts don't cost a lot of money. Last year, we sold our t-shirts at a pretty good rate. We made a little bit of money, but. We we broke even. We were even. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't make any money. No. We made a little bit, but we gave so many of them away. Yes. You know, that was our thing. Every people that we'd see, and we put people in them, and we'd get little kids and fat little kids. But anyway, because <laughs> we had big shirts. But my point is, the money we're making when we decide to do the T-shirts, and the reason that they're priced at 20 bucks, $25, which is a whole lot less than you get at a concert, right, or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. at a stadium, yeah. you and know, you're not you're paying spending, Dave Grohl. You're paying the Blitnikoff. You're paying the Blitnikoff Foundation, and I don't have a problem with that at all. If I can get a T-shirt for ten bucks, and I can turn around and sell it for twenty-five, and I can take that money and give it to someone like the Blitnikoff Foundation for all the good work they're doing. My conscience is Absolute. clear, hundred percent, absolutely, and you get a cool T-shirt out of it. So, so absolutely, so help us support them. I even charged and Jeff. He was over here the other day, and he goes, and "Hey, he goes, hey, so do I get one of those shirts?" And I go, "You got twenty bucks?" And he goes, "You're gonna charge me?" I go, "Well, if you want to steal from the foundation, that's fine. You can yeah. have one." And he no. goes, "Oh, here, yeah." <laughs> and, 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 but I'm like, "Cause, uh, cause for real though, like it's not we're it, it, we're giving it away. So help us, help them." And if I had a nickel for every dollar that Jeff has beat me out of on t-shirts over the last twenty <laughs> years, he owes us. As a matter of fact, and Jeff, you're listening. I want a hundred bucks. Just cause. You owe me. Just cause. Just cause. <laughs> All right, Mod. Let's hit the contact information. Let's get into the episode. You know where that is over there? My new computer, my 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 keyboard don't yeah. work. Somebody sub somebody on the on the chat goes, I'll bet Uncle Mosh typing sounds like a ball peen hammer. Well, you know what? <laughs> They're right. They're right. It does. Uh, it. I don't see be, it. I don't a, see it, bro. You don't got contact info? No, you didn't give it to me. Oh, come on. All right, boys and girls, pay attention. You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an update. That's right. I got some stuff for you. Take out a piece of paper, a pencil, a pen. Ah, uh, heck, use your pocket knife and carve the info into your dashboard as you're driving down the highway. First off, you need to like us on our fan page on Facebook. That's right. Go to Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. Don't forget about the Twitter. You know your old Uncle Mosh. He twits now. That's right. Go to at Raiders Fan Radio. Also, don't forget the Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about our website? That's right, RaidersFanRadio.com. Heck, if you wanted to, you if you wanted to, if you want to, you can even email us show at RaidersFanRadio.com or call us. On the Raiders Fan Radio Hotline, 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Don't forget Merv's Fan Cave on the YouTube where you can get all the show links like the Fan Club Blitz with Splatterhead and Fitz. Find all our stuff on podcast providers like Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. All right, did I hit the time limit? Good. Our national emergency is over. Uncle Mosh is logged in and able to interact with the chat Ooh. via text, Uncle Mosh. What was it? I never had to do that before. I don't know. I, probably because you got the new computer. It's just an next additional login. Uh, so about the new computer. So no, there's no more no, there's no more there's no more wire jiggling. Yeah, no more wire jiggling. So we upgraded the fan cave uh, once again. So we got some we got a new rig over here. 
uh, for uh, for the the one that runs the show. And then Uncle Mosh got my old rig that used to run the show, so should be no more audio clipping, no more internet issues, no more anything. And we've uh, we've uh, we've upgraded significantly. Uncle yeah, so we're ready, we're, man. Yeah, we're so ready. We're, uh, we're fired we're up, and we're and we're able to expand because we have got a lot of other <laughs> again ideas going on, and uh, so we can run uh, multi multi cams now. It's it's oh. gonna be stupid. I, I watch too much Rich Eisen show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really I'm and too much Dan Patrick, and I'm like. Whatever, it's you know everybody's got a hobby. This one's mine. So one of the cool things about about doing Raiders fan radio is that we're a fan based organization, uh, and I use the term organization loosely because the only time we're ever organized <laughs> is about the hour before the show. Uh, but yeah. we're we're fired up. We're 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 putting together. Uh, we're going to put together a highlight clip, and yeah, that's uh, going to be fun. And we don't know we don't know when we're going to do that. Uh, no, we'll do that sometime. We we'll, got all that downtime. We got this. But summer. we got some stuff, you know. We've we got, got uh, we got a, had a lot of requests. Some of the tailgating too muches, and and uh, we're gonna we're gonna release best it. ofs. The best ofs. The best of RFR's greatest hits. Oh, uh, oh, I like it. Yeah. Did we have any great hits? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. There was, was there was that time you hit the can on your forehead. That, that was, was kind of fun. Good, yeah. yeah. I got asked a lot about that, what that was, about my, my pansy water, my LaCroix water. I hate yeah, that stuff. Hate that. All right, so let's get into it, Mosh. So this is episode number 129 of Raiders Fan Radio. And for those of you that are frequent listeners to the show and for those of you that are new, uh, we always refer our episode number back to something significant amongst the Raiders. Uh, could be a yardage total, could be a player number. Uh, in this case, uh, we are episode number 129. And Mosh, I'm going to play... A call from the sea of fans this week. Wow! To to arrive, and this is a little bit of a surprise for you to arrive at the significance of 129. Murphy Mosh, this is Houston Raider Steve. Uh, can't wait to be wearing my uh, get made T-shirt. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. My my topic you. for you today is what was your first Raiders game you ever attended? Mine was in 1994. Archdale was the coach. It was down at Joe Robbie Stadium against Don Shula and Dan Marino. Hunter and Hades out. That day, I was sitting in the south end zone on the upper deck watching the Raiders play. Of course, there was Raider Nation no matter where you go. And it went into overtime. Uh, it's tied 17-17, to 17, and then the Dolphins won it in overtime 20-17. to 17. So I've never in person seen the uh, Raiders play uh, win in Miami. I've only been there once, though, of course. So that's, that's my track record. My first ever game out on the West Coast was when I turned 50. I decided I'm finally going to go to a Raiders game on the West Coast for my 50th birthday. It was uh, 2010, and we was... Uh, at the candlestick, the stick, as we all say, and we lost that uh-huh. game pretty bad. But I was there with uh, uh, Raider Greg and Raider uh, Randy and the firemen from Berkeley Fire Department in the uh, end zone. And, man, Raider Nation was out there representing, but I finally got to see him on my 50th uh, birthday year. See the Raiders play out in the West Coast, so I've been going to games ever since then out in the West Coast. Great show. What was your first Raider game, Murph and Mosh? And also uh, the other Raider fans. God bless. Great show. Go Raiders. We're back, baby. All right, so Houston Raider Steve, appreciate the phone call. Houston Raider Steve is the RFR historian, Uncle Mosh. He's always got amazing calls. Absolutely. And, and and Steve, God bless you, I only play about half of what he leaves us. And, and I listen to every one of them, um, but he calls us with stuff all the time. And, I'm, and Steve, I listen to every single thing uh, that you send us because it, it's awesome. It's just time constraints is why I don't play everything. But Steve has enough content to absolutely do his own podcast. And and uh, and so for those of you that are that are in the chat, uh, he asked about your first Raider game. So so holler at us, man. Let us know what your your first game was, and uh, and and we'll we'll talk about it. And so, but here's where I'm going to get into what one the significance of 129, Mosh. And I'm going to dodge his question a little bit, but I think it's fun. It's going to be fun to do it. Okay. Okay. So he asked about his first game. 
I don't know when the first time I went to the Oakland Coliseum. Me either. Was. I don't know because I was in utero and then plus and I mean you went to world you went to World Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to uh what year was I that? think 72? my it was uh God, I don't even remember if you were born or not. I I know that it was the Dodgers and the A's. So 70, 74, I think. 70, well, I was born 73 cuz they went 3 years in a row, right? So it was it was it was 2, 3 or 4. I don't I don't uh, remember okay. which yeah. one it was. So, I know so, we pl- I went to the Reds. I think we would was the Reds before ah jeez. I don't know. I know. I, I don't know. know. I, I know that the first World Series I went to was when your when your when Murph, your namesake, when when he almost killed that woman, screaming and yelling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he got knocked. That's it. just. I mean, it's it, those those okay, memories yeah. aren't even in. They're not even flowing anymore. Right. They're just black and white <laughs> still. Right. So so the, so it was a long time ago, Steve. I don't know. And then for. Uh, a lot of my life growing up as a kid, number one, it was too expensive to go to Raider games. So, or football games as a whole, we went to a lot of, that's why I went to a lot of baseball. Um, but then the Raiders left. So for the whole time they were in LA and I grew up in the, in San Jose, oh, right, like, it wasn't right, an right. option to go to a Raider game. Okay. So all that said, so the, the first one that I remember going to later in life in, in Oakland was in 2011 when I went with my dad and your brother and, 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 uh, and, and we had that game, but, I'm going to go back before that. I'm going to go 20 years ago to, and to answer Steve's question, the first game you and I ever went Monday to night. Thursday night. Thursday night. That's right. Thursday night football. Yeah. Raiders, Titans. Okay. And now I'm getting, and I'm getting ready to hand you the, the sheet here, Mosh. Take a look at that and take a look at what that date is and tell me what that date is. Wow. What is it? It's December 9th, 1999. So this is episode number 129. And what was the date of that game? 12 9. 12 9. 129. Isn't nice. That cool? Isn't that cool? So, so this the, was our first Raiders that's game the first in Raider, Tennessee. Yeah. So first, where we live now. First one we ever went to together that yeah. I remember. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. You're right. Yeah. So the, that I remember. That's crazy. So, so yeah. So 1999, Mosh and I went to this game. And uh, here's what it said. Now we were, we were there, so we didn't hear this, but this is the broadcast. Eddie George has powered the Tennessee Titans to a 9-3 record and one step closer to their long-awaited goal. A playoff berth is on the horizon, but only if Tennessee continues to roll. The Oakland Raiders have fought and clawed to a 6-6 mark, but must now find a way over the hump. Room for error no longer exists, making tonight a must-win game. It's the Tennessee Titans and the Oakland Raiders on an ESPN NFL Thursday night special. Nashville, Tennessee on a gorgeous night in December and the latest crown jewel of Music City, Adelphia Coliseum, where a sellout crowd is ready for a primetime affair with playoff implications. The Tennessee Titans host the Oakland Raiders. Hello, everybody. I'm Mike Patrick, along with Joe Theismann and Paul McGuire. It's great to have you with us. Raiders head coach John Gruden calls his team's remaining four games elimination games, meaning 
You lose any one of them, and you're out of the playoffs. Joe, how are they going to get it started tonight? Well, Mike, the way they want to get started is the same way they finished last week against Seattle, and that's run the football. You've got the number one rushing team in football. You've got Tyrone Wheatley, Napoleon Kaufman, and a huge offensive line. Now, if they can run the football, John Gruden's offense will then have an opportunity to open it up a little bit. Tennessee likes to play a lot of man-to-man -man coverage. If they want to come up and go against Tim Brown, it'll give Rich Gannon a chance to go down the field. What do you think, Mosh? Pretty cool, wow, huh? Wow, that Isn't was that fun? pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, cool stuff. So that was so the the thing I remember most about that game because the Raiders lost. We lost the twenty one fourteen. But I'll never forget. It's like so. It's uh, this is December. It's cold. We're wearing like Raiders Christmas hats and like our yeah, jerseys yeah, and yeah. stuff. And uh, and so we, we we're walking out of the stadium. We're walking out of the concourse, and a fight broke out in front of us. Do you remember this? <laughs> I do. So, I do. You grabbed the little guy. I grabbed the big guy. <laughs> and it was funny because we're like, so especially back then, like it was all Titans fans. Like, yeah. There and were it was no fight Titans fans that were fighting. And they were Titans fans that were fighting. And we're the ones that broke up the fight. And I remember, and so like everything kind of settled down and everybody started to continue walking back down the concourse. And I'll never forget somebody behind us said, it's a sad day when the Raider fans are the ones breaking up fights <laughs> at a football game. <laughs> It was pretty funny. Yeah, it was pretty it was. Funny. I think they were even together. I think the two guys were together. I think they were, yeah. Yeah, they were walking out yeah. and just, let's just go 30. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so that was our first game together that I, at least I can remember as an adult. So it was 20 years ago uh, this year, so great question, Houston Raiders, Steve, and uh, and look forward to hearing what, uh, what your uh, answers are there in the chat. All right, so, you know, here on Raiders Fan Radio, we hate math, but we love numbers. And, Mosh, I got another number thing for you uh, this week. And uh, let's uh, let's switch to your camera there and look. So you're wearing the number sixty. Yeah, man. Okay. So you're wearing the number sixty because that is your favorite player. Absolutely, from the University of Mars, Otis Sistrunk. Otis Sistrunk wore number sixty, and you turned what age this last year? Sixty. Sixty. So we got sixty and sixty. We love our numbers. And Mosh, do you know what season this is getting ready to be for the Oakland Raiders? 60. Yes, sir. It's, it's the answer to everything. Councilman Bob Osborne, what is the new name? The new name is the Raiders. And we hope that the years ahead will be the most memorable for our fans and our organization. <laughs> Look at these Raiders. Multiple Hall of Fame players in their prime doing battle. Chiefs Raiders, man, you got to get a ticket to this. Somebody hits in these games, good night. Here come all the Raiders. Holy Toledo, it's a free-for-all. Intercepted by Willie Brown at the 34. Better not telegraph these throws, Brand, or Willie Brown might jump in front of it. <laughs> Medium deep to Casper. Casper makes it over the shoulder catch. That was one of the great catches you'll ever see by a tight end or any receiver. What a blast by Leckler. An 80-yard punch. This 80-yard bomb against the Bears, dang, he smoked it. And he looks and throws, intercepted by the Oakland Raiders. Look at Villapiano right there. I remember they went down to Houston and they got an emotional victory for Al Davis. Boom! So pro football is all about the Holy Roller. The Oakland Raiders have scored on the most senior, unbelievable, absolute. Bill King on the call. I bet Coach Madden didn't even know it was a touchdown. There goes Bo, and nobody catches Bo. Touchdown. <laughs> Tim Brown with career catch number 1,000. What a great memory for Tim. 
Gannon looks left, nobody open, he can run for the end. 27 seconds to go in the AFC Championship game. He is Superman! One of the coolest things I've ever seen. And what a history, what a tradition the Raiders have. Here's to the 60th season of Raider football. Thank you. Can't wait to see all of you. Come on. Oh, preach, man. Coach. Preach. I got the I got the, the goosebumps, Woo! man. Oh man, that fires me up, Mosh. Hearing all those, and that's that's another reason why I wanted to do this kind of history show or this significant. There's so much good stuff there in the yeah, in the man. Raiders' history to cultivate. Sixty years, Mosh. It's crazy. Sixty years. You're in the you and the Raiders are the same age. Yeah, I love that. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's it's like uh, kismet or something, man. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's it's supposed to be. And you know what? I really and I kind of forgot one because that year. That the Raiders were became the Raiders was 1960, right? No, I was born in '58, bro. <laughs> I was yeah. born in December, the end of '58. I only, yeah, but, I, I only did like I only did. But you like, got to add one, right? Because it's the 60th season. Uh, don't start with the math; they're already <laughs> messing with <laughs> no, you in the I'm chat. Just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I thought that'd be funny. All right, so let's uh, so let's do a little bit of respect here, Mosh. So, uh, you know, sadly, sometimes you want me to get this. I was you. You set it up. You take it. You're All right. right. So right. so this year, this year, well, this set we, up the respect though. So uh, we we don't give respect here. I'm I, no. We don't. Yeah, we g- do <laughs> <laughs> to each other. <laughs> no, man. Uh, seriously, we we uh, we go way back. We we uh, we we've listened to a lot of podcasts. We hear a lot of podcasts. We watch a lot of TV. We watch watch a lot of sports. And everybody's like, "Hey, let me give a shout out. Let me do this. Let me, you know, uh, number one, you know, all that stuff." That's all good. There's nothing wrong with that. But on our show, because we're a fan based group, we give respect. Respect. We we respect our fans. We respect our listeners. If we didn't have the listeners, it, we'd just be playing this for you and me. Yeah. But but. People like us, we like them back, so we give respect. And we give respect to people that may not ever listen to us. Yeah. But we still give them respect. We call them out when it's time to call them out, but we give respect, you know? So this week, we're going to give some respect to some folks that aren't here anymore, okay? This week, we lost Peggy Lipton from the Mod Squad. Yeah. We lost Quesada Doris Day. Yeah. And we lost the funniest man that's oh, ever man. walked the face of the earth, Tim Conway. Yeah. You know, but and and much respect to them for their 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 lives and, and all the stuff and all the fun stuff that they brought, you know, the happiness that they brought to people. But we lost also three in Raider Nation. Yeah. We wa- we lost Gunther Cunningham. Uh Gunther Cunningham was a desist, assist defensive assistant for the Silver and Black from ninety one to ninety four. Uh, his passion for football is going to be missed. Um, Raider Nation said that the, the, they released that the thoughts and prayers of the Raider Nation are with the Cunningham family at this time. Uh, we lost Bob Zeman. Uh, some folks remember Bob Zeman. He joined the Raiders as a defensive backs coach in 71. Uh, stayed there through 77, my era. Yeah. You know, when I, was, when I was really getting into it hot and heavy. Uh, came back and joined the Raider, rejoined the Raiders in 84 and served as linebacker coach there uh, through 87. Um, he, the, he, he, 
Go ahead. This is the guy responsible for the Soul Patrol. Absolutely. The absolute infamous Raider secondary of the 70s. Uh, this is the coach. This is the guy, yeah. Cliff Branch went on to say today, uh, we lost a great one in Bob. He was one of the greatest coaches I've ever met. We met when I was a rookie in 72, and we spoke at least once a month for over 20 years. Wow. That's cool. That That's cool. cool. Uh, he Cliff goes on to say Bob was loved. He was part of the Raider family. Uh, that was important to Al Davis, uh, that you're once a Raider, always a Raider. And Bob was a part of that. He coached probably the best secondary in Raider history with Willie Brown, George Atkinson, Jack Tatum, and Alonzo Thomas, the Soul Patrol. That's awesome. Uh, he, he, Cliff says that he would listen to these guys and he'd get them to line uh, get him in line when they when he had to get him in line, and he had a very close relationship with them. He was a he was a player's coach. You know, he could he could he could in coaching we like to say he could kick him in the ass, but he could hug him at the same time. Right, right. You yeah. know? And then Dan Connors. Now Dan Connors also passed this week, but Dan was the first draft pick Al Davis ever signed for the Oakland Raiders. Wow. And the thing about Connors, he was drafted by both leagues. He was drafted by the AFL and the NFL, and the Bears the freaking Bears. Bears, they didn't want him. They didn't want Good. him in the sixth round. They didn't <laughs> want to pay him. Uh, he said in a in a uh, ESPN ESPN interview back in 2013, he said Chicago was not interested in signing me, and the Raiders were. and And it wasn't about the money; it was about getting signed. The guy was the guy was a study. Three All Star honors. Uh, once was of course against Green Bay in Super Bowl two. He was an All Star then. But uh, what a stud! And he was like and, our first middle linebacker. Like, because this is before my time. I didn't really. I mean, I know who he was, or I knew who he was, but I wasn't like as familiar with like him with like Matt Millen or like you know what I mean. So like, but Dan Connors, like he was the man of the. He was one of the center okay. points of that defense, right? Now in Chicago's in in Chicago's, not their defense because I would never defend Chicago. But who was the guy that they had at oh, middle linebacker? Well, well, and Buckus Dick Buckus that. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. that at that era. Oh yeah, yeah, at yeah. That I got era. you. I got so you. Yeah. you know, okay, they passed on Dan Connors, and then they uh, they bring in Butkus. You know, but what can you say? But but Connors played for us, and he played magnificently, and it's it's sad. So much respect to Gunther Cunningham, Bob Zeman, and Dan Connors. Absolutely. Nobody enjoyed a good Donnybrook more than sixth year linebacker Phil Villapiano. This is Phil Villapiano, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio. All right, Raider Nation. So, uh, man, we got some we got some fun stuff here. So, uh, coming up on the rundown here, we got a lot to get to about our new rookies, uh, and then we're going to get into the Sea of Fans mailbag, uh, real heavy. We got a lot in Sea of Fans. We got some voicemails. Uh, we have a, a couple of emails, even some Twitter posts, some fun stuff there. But before we get into that, I got one last thing. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to adorn the Murph's Fan Cave Soapbox, Mosh. What? One last time, man. So, uh, is this is this one one more one last time? One more one. Wait, who who was it? Who was it? Uh, uh, no, who who is it that oh, that says, "Oh, uh, somebody from the chat said, "Oh, I got to go to one more last game." Oh, oh, was, was that it? Beto? It might have been Beto. I it was somebody. It was, it was yeah, somebody yeah, said, yeah. "Yeah, I got to go up to Oakland for to... for one more one, one last more. game." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I got one more, one last stand here against uh, against big time media. So you've you, you've heard me say it numerous times, and I'm gonna say it again one last time, and then I'm gonna stick a fork in it. You know, we um, 
We uh, forever have been uh, talking about uh, Derek Carr and about how his job wasn't really in jeopardy, that he was going to be our starting quarterback despite any of the other reports. We knew Derek was going to be the guy, and uh, he was going to be the guy until somebody affiliated with the Raiders told us that he wasn't going to be. And and so, uh, anyway, so we, we talked about that for a long time. We, we finished it off. We put a fork in it, and now we're not going to talk about that anymore. Same thing with the Khalil Mack trade. Same thing with Amari Cooper. Same thing with John Gruden. We kind of come to a, to a, to a point with these lines these storylines and i just feel that like to keep you guys from hearing us repeat ourselves over and over and over again we just get to a point where we like hit it it's a crescendo it's over and we move on all right so that's where we're at today with this uh, idea of the media and them spreading around false or misleading stories in terms of the raiders it doesn't matter to me if it's, and you've heard the list before, but it's off the top of my head, Stephen A. and Max Kellerman, it's Mike Silver, it's uh, it's Will Bond, it's Tim Kawakami, it's um, Mike Florio, um, who am I missing? It's, uh, whatever, there's there's a million of Jeez, them. There's a million of them. They're everywhere you look. Okay. Uh, but so those guys, they're, they're, their stories are driven by agendas that typically counter things that are positive for the Raiders. So they will take a story and they'll give their hot take, their spin, their whatever to try to get you to click on the story because that makes them money. Because when you pay attention to them and you click on them, you're giving them your money and it ups their ratings and that's how they're making a living. Okay. Look, I'm a capitalist at heart and I don't begrudge anybody for making a living, but when you do it by misleading Raider nation and by firing us up as fans and effectively turning us against each other at times, it pisses me off. It drives me bananas. All right. And so, so you're it, sweating. Oh my gosh. It just kills me. So you've, you've heard me say it numerous times. Well, this is the last time I'm going to say it because you know what? I'm an amateur podcaster and I may talk a lot about this, but one of the men that I respect most in terms of, of radio broadcasting of sports radio journalism is Dan Patrick and Dan Patrick went in this week on all of these fools, and not just the ones in Raider Nation, but the whole hot take culture and nature and what sports media has turned into as a whole. Dan went in on him. He, he could not say it. it. I could never say it any better than Dan did. So I'm going to play you this. It's a few minutes long, but it's great stuff. Listen to Dan, and then you're never going to hear me bitch about this stuff again because I'm sick of talking about it. And again, Dan puts it eloquently. I don't know if you've noticed all the hot takes that are getting hotter these days, and I thought that maybe this had reached the apex a couple of years ago when Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith were together at the mothership. But the reason why it's not going away anytime soon is because they sell. You click on stories all the time, right? How many times have you read a headline and you go, oh, okay, there's a contrarian headline. I'll click on it, a little clickbait, and I've dropped my fair share as well, I'm, on, you know, I'm sure, on this show. Today's media is in a tough spot because... When you and I grew up with well-reported stories, but they're not cost effective. You know, newspapers are dying and you don't need these great reporters anymore. You know what? A, you know what a good reporter is right now? He's the guy who goes, I'm hearing. We never dealt with that. That that was never the case growing up. I'm hearing. Yeah, Seaton. Well, a lot of the media seems to be not all of it, but it seems like a lot of it is more interested in telling you they have access to things you don't rather than giving you news sound familiar so it's more yeah. like i'm hearing because i'm on the inside so i know all this stuff because i talk to the right people so here's what i'm hearing about it rather than actually telling you hey i heard from two people that this is what's going to happen 
Yeah, for two. And they're less worried about being wrong or not 100% right as opposed to getting out in front of everyone else and beating everybody and being able to say, I told you so, in your competitor's face that they had it first. If you don't like that kind of sports coverage, then I got bad news for you because it's not changing anytime soon. You want to say something and you want to get attention. And look, I, I don't know Max Kellerman. Uh, I think he's a very bright guy and people piled on because he said the other day, I didn't see it. I just, I was uh, told about it, read it on a website uh, that uh, Kawhi Leonard was more clutch, I believe, than Kobe Bryant. At basketball? I believe. uh, (laughs) And and look, I don't want to take it out of context. I'm just, that was what the headline was, that Kawhi is more clutch than Kobe. And I went, okay. Uh, I don't know what that's based off of. Uh, but then, you know, Max is somebody also said that uh, Larry Fitzgerald might be a future Hall of Famer. And I'm going, mm, I'm going to disagree with that one. I think he's first ballot. But he does Absolutely. want you to talk about it. And, and the problem that you have nowadays is that that's, if you're beginning in this business or want to get in this business, you feel like you have to have hot takes. Doesn't mean you have to be right. Nothing wrong with being a contrarian. And being correct, you know, that that doesn't matter. It's just, I'm going to throw it out there. Um, And then you'll get guys who say, I'm hearing. And then if you say, hey, you're the one that said, hey, I'm just I'm just reporting what I'm hearing. And and you you don't have to have a source. You can act like you have a source and you don't have to have a hot take on every damn topic. How about you do this? I don't know right now. I'm not quite sure. Yes. It's that's where you get guys who get in trouble, where they got to have a hot take. And then they're telling you about guys who aren't on the team. They hadn't been on the team in a while, but they're going to have a big impact in the playoff game coming up this weekend. It's because you have to have a hot take. And all of these executives, and it started with Michael Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser. But they did it in a good way. They were sharp. Those are former reporters, still reporters. Mike is. But they've been doing it for 20, 25, 30 years. And they got on there and gave you educated conversation. You know, occasionally they'd get in each other's faces. But, you know, you weren't hearing, hey, you know, sources are telling. I'm hearing, you know, it, it gets a little loose there. And I really get nervous as we move forward in this business. When I get ready to bow out as we move forward, everybody thinks they got to have a hot take. Used to be everybody thought you had to have a catchphrase here. Yeah. Hey, I I can I got a great catchphrase. I can be a sportscaster. Mm, you know, boom goes the dynamite. Uh, all right. You know, that probably won't get you too far. But good luck with that. And now it's, hey, I got a hot take here. What's the hot take? I'm going to go with something outlandish, something wild. And then you're going to notice me. Uncle Mosh, again, I, I'm not going to say it any better than Dan. I'm just going to say this, that, you know, we intentionally don't do that type of reporting if you call what we do reporting commentary whatever um we could and we could drive up our ratings or listens or views or whatever by having a hot take and i don't even necessarily begrudge people like look one of my partners in this thing mikey he's all about that kind of stuff but he tells you on the front end that that's what he's doing so he's not trying to sell a false premise that he's in the know um but here's what i would say man raider nation be cautious. Be cautious of what you consume. Be cautious of, and, and the is, look, it's all fandom. It's in the whole scheme of life. None of this stuff matters. But in terms of your fandom, be careful what you consume. 
don't get misled by this stuff, whether it's on ESPN or any of the other big networks or oh, there's a lot of podcasts. There's a lot of great, awesome Raiders related podcasts. We're friends with a lot of them. But there are also some ones out there that's just trash. It's just people throwing stuff out there to see what sticks and to get you to watch their video. So just be cautious when you're sharing these stories with one another, when you're debating about the team, when you're having your conversations, your fandom conversations, just be aware of what you're regurgitating because a lot of it's just fake. A lot of it is just stuff that just popped off of someone's head. Uncle Mosh, Antonio Brown is going to lead the league in touchdowns and in receptions, and he's, he's going he's gonna to set the league on fire. He's going to Will double. you stifle yourself? He's going to be double what Julio Jones is. Will you stifle yourself? I think that Derek Carr is going to get traded midseason. <laughs> I mean, come on. What do you think? Give me your take on it, Mosh, and then let's put a fork in this thing and talk about the rookies. Completely different. I love it when you get fired up. You are such a goof. But, you know, all kidding aside, we have... we. We don't have hot takes on here that where oh. we go, oh, uh, but there's been five or six things that we've predicted. And we've predicted it from reading stuff. We, we've said, and, 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 and a lot of times we, I can't, I, I'll tell you what, my, my uh, uh, former co-host, the guy I replaced, Sonny, yeah. and he was, Sonny called the Redskins game. Oh my From gosh! Day one, yep, sure did. He called the Redskins game. Yep. We, there has been three or four or five or six things over the last year that we've said, "Hey, this is going to happen," or "This is going to," and and those weren't just, "Oh, we heard this" or "We heard that." It's like watching games, watching what they're doing in in the front office, watching how things are transpiring. It's it's us watching the Raiders, not not listening to the media, and we've said, "Hey." But we weren't the only ones. The The chat was saying it. Yes. Or the chat has come up and said, hey, guys, what about this? Our, our callers, our Sea of Fans mailbag Absolutely. has come up with a ton of stuff. And they've said, you know, we're going to get rid of this guy or we're going to get rid of that guy. Or we need to get rid of this guy. Or, we need and, to get rid of And it happens. It comes to fruition. It's not us trying to, 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 to wind somebody up to get clicks. It's just saying, this is what it is. Absolutely. I got one for you. So this week, um, and and we intentionally left this off of the show. We're going to talk about it because some of the, the Sea of Fans gets to it. Um, Coleccio Semele went on the Left Coast show for an hour and a half, and about 30 minutes of it was nothing but Raiders content. And he had some very um, pointed uh, you know, answers to questions about the team. And I thought... I thought he was fair. I, you know, people have asked, oh, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? I thought Kelechi was fine. I don't think that he said anything outlandish. I think that he said, like what Mosh is saying, people that you, you pay enough attention to this stuff, he kind of just confirmed a lot of what we said. But there was something that came out of that. And uh, he had mentioned how last year the strength and conditioning program was terrible. Well, uh, that kind of came out as, oh, Kelechi's taking a shot at the Raiders. Kelechi's bitter uh, sour grapes, and he's calling them out. He's calling Well, look, man, we said on this show the strength and conditioning program of the Raiders sucked last year. The two guys that get accused of being bootlickers and Raider apologists and all that stuff, we called them out for yeah, a very specific reason. Tom Shaw 
is a guy that is a legendary strength and conditioning coach. But he's, he's a genius at what he does. Absolutely. And what does he do, Mosh? He gets people ready for the combine. Yes. He's not about injury prevention, which is that's what good strength and conditioning coaches do in the NFL. It's to keep those guys healthy. Well, Tom Shaw, they experimented. They brought him in. They tried it. It didn't work, and they fired him. So we know, and that's why we said on this show, look, man, this doesn't work. Well, now Kelechi comes out and says it, and everybody, including some very in-the-know beat reporters for the Raiders, are like, this is the first we're hearing about. No, it's not. All you got to do is pay attention. Was that a hot take by us? Not no. a chance. We Talk just, to we, the fans. We just freaking watch football. We pay attention to the stories, and by deductive reasoning and read the tea leaves, you can see, look, this wasn't a good fit, and that's why the guy got yep. fired. Yep. It wasn't a freaking hot take. So it's, oh, talk me off the cliff. And how many, but how many, but how, that happens in, in, in this business. How many people are brought in to try something? It, I, I, you got to innovate. You, you got to try. You, if you don't try, you don't know. Absolutely. You know, and people are, and it's not just the Raiders. It's every organization. It's all the teams. There's, that's it, the nature of the beast, man. The, in coaching, that's, you're not there long. Uh, you right? Yeah. You're not there yeah. long. Yeah. Keep the house in good shape because it's going to go up for sale <laughs> in a bit. <laughs> So anyway, so anyway, I I think we've exhausted that topic. I'm not talking about it anymore. This is it. You can mark episode. episode <laughs> yeah, right. Episode number one twenty nine is the line of demarcation. This is the last time that I bitch about mainstream media. So says me. Yeah, right. Hey, what's up? It's Brockman from the Rich Eisen Show. And it's Del Tupo from the Rich Eisen Show. You're listening to Murph and Mosh on Raiders Raiders Fan Radio. Radio. Yes! All right, so wait a minute. Did you tell me to stifle myself a minute ago? Did you get a new Archie Bunker? I didn't tell you, but... uh... Will you stifle yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, so speaking of... So I I put that new clip into Masha's uh, soundboard over there because, Masha, I was reading through some articles today, and I'm kind of going off script a little bit. on the uh, on on your on your note sheet there, uh, when I saw the, this this thing that came out about Derek Carr, oh, like yeah. it, it immediately I flashed back to Archie saying that will you stifle yourself because that I thought about that all the people that want to hate on Derek Carr, uh, I just thought you know what will you stifle yourselves because what did it what does it say on there Mosh give us a little bit of the percentage okay there. so we're talking about accurate ball placement all right accurate ball placement so Drew Brees. Drew Brees, last year, number five, 48.9%. Number four, Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> the only jersey in all of Kansas City for sale. Apparently, because that's all everybody wore at the Patrick draft was the Mahomes jersey. Mahomes. <laughs> and then, uh, and I like this guy, though. Uh, uh, number two, Baker Mayfield. Uh, we... we you know, it's too, legit. I year, like man. him, man. I know, it's hard to root against. It's hard to root against him. And then number number two, Matt Ryan, fifty point eight. He's tied with Baker. They they're tied. But who's the number one person of all the quarterbacks with accurate ball placement at fifty two point three percent? Derek Carr. Derek Carr. And this is twenty yards plus downfield with a minimum of fifty attempts. So we're talking about. I mean. 
You know, people want to criticize, oh, he's Mr. Checkdown or Mr. This Minute. No, he's not. He's accurate and he does well. He's a good deep ball thrower and the numbers don't lie. I mean, the numbers are, are right there. And Derek Carr does a great job of executing the offense, man. That's all there is to it. He's, he's executing the offense that he's given. He's following what the coach is telling him to do. So you, all hey. you people that want to give Carr a bad time. Will you stifle yourself? <laughs> I love that. Gotta love Archie. Yeah. All right, so let's get to some of the rooks. So the rookies, uh, Uncle Mosh, we're getting yeah, yeah, them. Yeah. They reported for rookie camp. They got fitted for their their uniforms. Yeah, uh, got their numbers picked out. And you know, all we were all a little bit shocked by the Cleveland Farrell pick, little, little baby Cleveland, as as uh, Capo calls him. Uh, so we were all a little bit uh, surprised in the moment just because we all had our minds somewhere else, which is what happens. Sure. We're fans. Um, but, I, look, we've all really grown to like this guy. I think he's an awesome choice. Um, you know, look, the Raiders, I'm sure, would have liked to have taken him later, but you got to have a dance partner to trade down, and that, that dance partner wasn't available to him. So they picked him at four. And uh, and so, anyways, the, but the, and so despite the, the little bit of surprise as that was, he is absolutely worth it. Um, he's just an awesome son. We've already rhapsodized about what a great kid he is and what leadership he's going to bring. Um, but he, now I'm starting to learn, we're, we are starting to learn why. So why is he such a good, um, why is leadership an inherent quality in him? Well, it's because he comes from a military background, like his entire family, Mosh. I was so blessed coming from a military family. My mother served in Desert Storm. My father served in Vietnam, and my brother served in Iraq as well. My mom sent me to an all-boys military Catholic high school, and I really learned how to be a man of character. Not just know what that is, but really live that life. So I was on drill team, I was on color guard. Just to have that entire background and to meet all these different types of people and the different values that my mom and dad incorporated into my upbringing are things that I can never take for granted. Just the things about integrity, being a man of organization and just trying to keep your time management and how to be respectful to people. That's something that I really, really learned from their job being in the military. You know, the two go hand in hand. When you're, when you're part of an organization and you know that you, you can't do it all yourself, you got to depend on the people around you. The two go hand in hand. When you're in the military and, and it, it's basic training and it's the beginning, they're looking for people. You know, raise your hand. Have you been part of ROTC? Raise your hand. Have you been a Boy Scout? Raise your hand. If you've been a member of a, of a, a, a team sport, were you captain? You know, these are the people that the first ones, they're going to say, okay, you're squad leader. And, oh. you know, uh, you, you may not do it. You may not do it long. But you're going to get a shot at it because you understand the concept of ensemble. You understand the, the, the concept of teamwork. You know that there has to be leadership. You know, uh, it, and, and, and the two go hand in hand, man. The, 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 the military lifestyle, that, that, that working for something, seeing the big picture, you know, it's it's with football, man. It's it's just I love it. I love to hear stories I know. like Isn't that, man. Great, man, I'm it's just, just what a great kid. Man. Absolutely, I, he's, I'm really, really, uh, you know, sold. It didn't take long to sell me. I mean, I'm all in for this stuff, uh, regardless. But uh, you know what I mean? Understanding why it's it's. I mean, it's like you said, Mosh. It's it's it's. It, you don't got to look far. 
uh, to hear that that kind of background and understand why the Raiders thought so highly of Cleveland Farrell. And okay, so this so on top of that, he's a pretty dang good football player, and he's a pretty cerebral football player. What we're finding out also, absolutely. Well, you know, for defense, it's all reaction. And it's way more than just going out there running around, man. So what I'm doing is I'm getting my pre-snap read. I'm trying to see, okay, it's pistol formation. A lot of people call it dot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just trying to see, okay, that's heavy zone read, stretch, or it's play action. And so I knew I was going to be getting the reach block right here. I knew the O-line was going to try to come off hard. So that really just gave me a different tip. You know, there's different nuggets like that always help you out as far as when you want to make the big play. Makes you know sense. I mean? Makes sense. So he's sitting there with Lincoln Kennedy, man, and they're diagramming plays or breaking down That's the stuff crazy. that he did in college, man. I'm just like, okay, you won us. <laughs> We're in. All right, so uh, so not only do we think a lot of them, which is, you know, not worth much, but Charlie Casserly, uh, former general manager of the Washington Redskins and pretty high-profile guy on the NFL Network, he thinks a lot of Cleveland Farrell and Josh Jacobs. That I think they did a real good job in filling most of those needs. Let's start at running back. Josh Jacobs, my number one rated running back. Rated him late one to an early two. Better than Mark Ingram, who's played a long time in the National Football League, who ironically came from Alabama. Good inside runner. What I mean by that? Good instincts. Downhill runner. Good feet in the hole. And he's got some burst to him. That burst kind of separated him from the rest of the pack with running backs. That's why I had him number two. And then let's go to the defensive end. Leland Farrell. Hey, if you took him 14 instead of 4, they'd say it was an A-plus grade. This guy, I liked him all around. Got quick quickness off the ball. Good technique as a rusher. Played the run well. Hey, Ryan Kerrigan of the Washington Redskins has averaged 10 sacks a year. I'll take that. Leland Farrell's a better prospect coming out of college than Ryan <laughs> Kerrigan. <laughs> Come on. Isn't that money? That was good. That was good stuff. All right, so uh, also from uh, – so now we, he kind of went from uh, Farrell and Jacobs. So now we'll kind of transition into Josh Jacobs. This one we were, I think, collectively celebrating Absolutely. this pick. I don't think there was any of us, especially if you watch any SEC football, that were uh, that were not excited. I mean, everybody was fired up about the Josh Jacobs pick. Uh, you know, he's dynamic. He's got the potential. Look, you fantasy football players – He's ought to be on your short right, list, right, man. Right. He's going to get a lot of carries. He's going to get a lot of opportunities to score, and uh, and and I'm looking forward to watching him uh, as we all are uh, in silver and black this year. So let's go back to NFL Network and hear what the Good Morning Football crew had to say about Josh Jacobs. I'm looking at Josh Jacobs mm. with the Raiders. I mean, they have a ton of talent. Don't get me wrong. How about, how about emojis? I, I'm a big fan of Josh Jacobs. Okay. Something about the Bama running backs, man. I mean, they come in and they're just Heard physical. Before, they're huh? strong. They're pro ready, and they're going to need a guy. That's pro ready. I mean, we know what Doug Martin is, and we know what he brings to the table. They'll split some time, I'm pretty sure. Marshawn Lynch newly retired. Isaiah Crowell goes down with that Achilles tear. Chris Warren is my favorite uh, unknown running back, and he's still on the roster. But he has a ton of guys he can learn from. So yeah. I'm looking for Josh Jacobs to come in and make an immediate impact. And if I could sit here and watch him on day one, because it's different to see a running back or anybody for that matter that doesn't have a chance of being a starter because you can tell how they casually approach practice. It was similar to me. I'm playing with Randy Moss. I sit back, I watch more than I talk, I fall in line, and I just follow the leader. But when you come in and you're Josh Jacobs and you think to yourself, man, I have a chance to start. There's a certain twinkle in his eye. There's a certain pep in his step. There's a certain way that you run with the ball and you try to embarrass the other rookies that they put in front of you during Mm. the live drills. So Josh Jacobs is a guy that I'll be paying attention to. 
That's pretty cool, man. So that I is love cool. It. So Nate, man, awesome breaking it down there. What we got to look forward to with with Josh Jacobs, and I like that. What he had to say, like when you know that, like, look, this is your spot, and and we know, and so of course he knows that John Gruden will feature the heck out of a running back. Like that's, you know what I mean? When you look uh, at the Gruden offenses over the years, like he's all about that. So, what was uh, what was what was it that they were saying twenty years ago, this December? They were saying, oh, Gruden's going to come in and he's going to run the ball down their throats. It was Wheatley and Zach Crockett, uh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, you know, our Zach or our Wheatley and Crockett might be Jacobs and Warren. Like that, you know, I, I just, it's going to be awesome, man. I can't wait. So, anyways, Josh Jacobs is going to be awesome. And, you know, we, uh, when last show, we talked about how you can determine a lot about that player based on what the college coach has to say about right, them. Right. So we heard uh, Dabo Swinney talk a lot about uh, Cleveland Farrell. Well, now we got uh, Nick Saban. Um, Who? <laughs> uh, the greatest. The next, the next governor of Alabama. <laughs> yeah, that guy, the greatest uh, coach in, in, in collegiate history, uh, arguably anyways. I mean, <laughs> you start racking up championships the way he has been. Uh, anyway, so we, we let's hear uh, Nick Saban talk about Josh Jacobs. I'm really proud of what he's had to overcome. Uh, but, you know, Josh was always everything we wanted him to be uh, as a student athlete here at the University of Alabama. I mean, he was a great person. He was a good student. Uh, he did everything he'd ever ask a guy to do, uh, work ethic-wise as a football player, practiced hard, prepared well every day, was a great team guy. Um, and he was very, very productive. And he always played his role. And we, we have had a couple number eights here, one of them, Julio Jones, and this guy, um, Josh Jacobs, that, that they, they played on special teams and wouldn't come off. Uh, and, I mean, here's guys that are very, very productive players at their positions, and um, those kind of guys usually say, hey, I've kind of earned my way to get away from having to be a special teams contributor. And Josh wouldn't take himself out if we were 51 nothing. We had to take him out. <laughs> Nothing better, right? Making your oh, making man. your name on special teams, and uh, and it and it and it and it translates into other opportunities on the field. All right, so good. Just stuff a there. player. I just want to play. You know, I just want to play. Absolutely. Why are you pulling me? <laughs> Why? You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, awesome. I, I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> what, what more do you want? What more as a co? What more does Saban want than a guy that can do the job and wants to do it? What? Come on. These are stupid questions. These are no-brainers. <laughs> Is that you know? a hot take, Mosh? I don't know. <laughs> it could be a hot take. I mean, that's that, – come on. That's not clickbait. <laughs> no. That's a guy that wants to play ball. Man. Give that's me it. a team of those. I don't care how big. I don't care how strong. I don't care how fast. You give me a group of guys that just want to play ball. That's it. Give me 53 you know, of those, man. Absolutely. Come on, man. So another guy. So listen to this. This is this is a good one. So we're going to go back to Good Morning Football. And uh, former teammate of Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, who's the running back for the Miami right, Dolphins, right. was on there. And uh, so he's – uh, again, we talked about – we talked before the draft about how Alabama running backs, aside from Trent Richardson, they just ball out, man, nowadays in, in, out. In, the, in the league. And, uh, and that's when we said we would love to see the Raiders take Jacobs. And, of course, they did. So Kenyon Drake, former teammate of his at Alabama, listen to the way he talks about Josh Jacobs. So this is a guy that's, I don't know, three years older, been in the league now already a few years, right? So this is a guy that's already in an advanced point of his career, and listen to the way he's talking about Josh Jacobs. 
Uh, well, first, I'm, I'm humbled, you know, to be mentioned with Josh. Cause Josh is a great running back, man, and he's... Hey, wait, 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 time out. He should be humbled to be mentioned with you. Fam. No, of course. You're a monster in this league. I appreciate yeah, it, are. man. I appreciate it. You know, I just... That's just kind of how I step. You know, I, I appreciate, you know, the... You know, any type of aspect that I can gain from the, the work that I put in, but it's the work For that sure. I put in. So okay. at the time when, you know, anybody, you know, recognizes, you know, it is what it is. But going back to Josh... Um, you know, from what, he, what he's come, what he's came from, you know, not having, you know, the, the star power, right. but for, you know, Coach Burns and, you know, their staff, my, you know, old running back coach to go out there and, you know, find talent like that. And for him to, you know, work to get to that point, it really just makes me proud because that was the same mindset that I had going mm. there, um, you know. So how about that, Mosh? So, I mean, talk about reverence, man. So here you got a guy, again, older been in the league, established, a fantastic runner, and he's talking about being humbled and being mentioned with Josh Jacobs. I know. If that's not a testament to the kid's character. I don't know what is. Shoo. That's awesome. Yeah, good stuff Amazing. there. Amazing. All right, so uh, going on to, to the next player drafted uh, was at 27. We're talking about Jonathan Abram. Not Abrams, not J.J. Abraham or whatever <laughs> the heck else, whatever else we were giving him, uh, but Jonathan Abram talking about the safety out of Mississippi State. And, uh, okay, this is really cool. So – I only got a small snippet of this. Go to Twitter and go to it's it's Hale State, which is Mississippi State's Twitter, and they have a video in there of Jonathan Abram on draft day. Basically, it's just like the camera following him around okay. from going and getting his haircut to meeting up with his family right, right. to the, the conversations with Gruden and Mayock, the whole thing. It's awesome. It's like I love the behind-the-scenes documentary, hard knocks kind of things, and it's basically like a 12-minute or however long it is version of that, okay? Well, I took out just a small snippet of this just so you guys can kind of get a taste of what it is, but definitely, if you haven't seen it, go watch the video on your own, but here's kind of uh, one of the culminating moments. You excited? Man, I am. Now, I keep going back to the senior ball week, and you kept, you were all over us, weren't you? Man, because I knew I was going to be a Raider. And, and there's, there's one obligation that comes with it. What's that? Leadership. Hey, I'm already ready. You going to be a leader? I am, from day one. All right, we, we expect that out of you, and that's it's not just your talent. It's your character, and it's your leadership. You feel me? Yeah. Yes, All right, man. I can't wait for you to get here. You're gonna you're you're gonna be a big big part of us turning this thing around. Okay? Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Let's go! <laughs> yeah! Let's go! Let's go! With the 27th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Oakland Raiders select Jonathan Abram, defensive back, Mississippi State. By the way, already graduated, and he's on to getting his MBA. This kid is going places on and off the football field. But for the moment, he's going to Oakland. We in Oakland, baby. We in Oakland. I feel amazing right now. Nothing else. I'm ready to get to work. I'm ready to get to work. Gosh, I, you know, the draft is so cool. Uh, and I think one of our callers, you mentioned, I want to steal this thunder. But seeing dreams realized, literally, uh, the, your lifelong dreams realized, is it's powerful stuff, man. It's, you know, it's really uh, cool. My wife, it, it, she, uh, she's not a she's not a sports fan, and nah. and a, and, a, and a lot of folks can can under, can relate to that and understand that. So when we got home, when you and I and Q got home from the draft, 
And it was late, and it was, I mean, we were soaking wet, and we were tired, and we'd been down there with, you know, 250,000 of our closest <laughs> friends. And I come walking in, and, and she wakes up, and, and she's, how'd it go? And I told her how much fun we had and what a, just a, an amazing time it was. She said to me, she said, I watched it. And I said, you did what? What? Why? And she said, it was so odd. And now... Let me just say this. My wife's a lifelong educator as well. Thirty, She's retired 35 years as a teacher. And she said, it was the coolest thing to see those young men crying and hugging their mothers oh, and, yeah. and knowing that their futures were seeing a dream come that, they, that they've had and, and their futures are now, you know, yeah. and to see that. And, and I'm like, dang, hon, that was a, <laughs> that's a really good, good take on that. It was a good pick. To, you know, to stop while you were channel right, surfing yeah, and yeah. seeing all these. Uh, that's so cool. That's so cool. that's what cool. it's all about, right? That's you know, exactly. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's the human side of the sport. Yes. It's the human yes. side of what we do. And that it's so, I'm with them. Absolutely. You know, that's just so awesome. We didn't get that vibe out there on the street. No, in the it's rain. hard to. It's, it's hard, hard to. to. Yeah. But she was seeing a lot of the other stuff, a lot of the, 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 the B-roll that they had on these guys. Right, right, you know? yeah. So it was cool. That's cool stuff, man. Cool stuff. Good job, KP. Love that. <laughs> Love to hear that. Uh, all right, so so the emotion of it, uh, you know, there's the human side of it, as you mentioned. Uh, you know, it's funny. One of the criticisms, one of the hot takes out there from the stupid-ass media was about how John Gruden wasn't going to relate. I said I was never going to say it again. What it was about how John Gruden was going to talk about Derek Carr? <laughs> you want to talk about the Vegas move? Yeah. Um, so talk about how the uh, how John Gruden, one of his weaknesses, Mosh, was that there's no way he's going to relate to the players nowadays. There's no way he's going to relate to the young guys, right? You remember that narrative? That stupid I love that. narrative. I love right? that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. let's listen to Jonathan Abram not relating to John Gruden in the weight room. Coach, that's my coach right there. Hey, that's my coach right there. Pump him up. <laughs> that was on the Instagram. That's that's Gruden grunting out hammer curls with 35-pound dumbbells. I love and it. And Jonathan Abram is fired up because his coach is in the weight room working out with him. But he can't relate to the Nah, guy. he don't know how to he do that. He don't know how to do that. It's it's He's too far in over his head. There's no way. All right, so uh, so speaking of players, that young players he can't relate to, uh, Mad Max Crosby, one of our favorite. Oh, uh, best, uh, na- best, best name in football to come out of the draft. Absolutely. Great stuff. And, you know, we talked about Cleveland Farrell, baby Cleveland, as uh, <laughs> we talked about him winning the Ted Hendricks Award in college. And now the, a lot of comparisons are coming out about Max being compared to Ted, because for those of you nice. that don't remember, Ted was a big, long, lanky guy. That's Absolutely. why they called him the Mad Stork, because he was, okay. And the and the thing about Max is that he's got to get stronger, but he's a big, long, lanky guy, and he's being compared to Ted Hendricks. So he talked about it. So when the owner tells the GM when he's watching tape of you that he sees Ted Hendricks, what does that tell you? Um, It's an honor. You know, he's a legend. So, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy, you know, just seeing all the – all the feedback and stuff has been, you know, mostly positive, and just the fans, fans here in Oakland are, you know, die hard. So, you know, it's it's an honor to be here, you know, to play for such a, you know, legendary organization, and I, you know, I can't wait to go put it out on the field. I love it, man. You know, honoring the what what came before you. You know what I mean? Oh, That's man. what it's all about. So much legacy and and uh, and reverence of the Raiders, and so glad to hear it in the in existing players. And I'm looking forward to all these guys because all these all these kids. 
that are coming in. They're all have made mention of that at some point and during all these sure, different clips. Sure. We've I can't wait for alumni week this week, this year. Oh. When they all come back, when all the legends, when Villa Piano and LaMonica and all these guys yeah, come back, yeah. Pete Koch, our buddy, and all, when they all come back and they get to see and talk to these guys, I can't wait for those interactions. That's those gonna are going to be, be, they're gonna be great. All right, so last one for you here on the Rooks. Uh, Hunter Renfro, uh, who's not as little as as he may uh, get get pinned. The guy's five ten. He's the same height as freaking Antonio Brown. Um, the, uh, but Hunter Renfro, uh, known for being that Clemson slot receiver, the guy that was always catching touchdowns every time you watch a, a national championship game. Uh, the reason Mosh he caught all those touchdown passes is because he is a again another player that's pretty cerebral, and he talked about the importance of knowing what you're gonna do and how that is more important than maybe necessarily just having a lot of the physical traits. Um, but I feel like I can outthink people at times. Um, I think that's such a big part of the game that people don't um, realize. Um, going the whole draft, I mean, you got to be able to play definitely, but you can outthink people, outwork people. And a guy who knows what he's what he's going to do before he does it is a lot more dangerous than a guy that's out there big and fast but has no clue what, what's going on. Oh, my God, that's genius. Isn't that great? It's basic, and it's basic genius. <laughs> 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 so we got guys that don't want to come off the field because they want to play. And then we got a guy that says, you got to know what you're doing out there. Being big and dumb ain't going to cut it. Uh, hello? Give me these new guys. Give me this new number 13 at 5 foot 10. I'll take him. Absolutely. It's great stuff, man. And you know, and that audio came to us from Matt uh, uh, Matt Schneidman from the Mercury News. So as much as I may rail against uh, the, some of the people in media, we definitely support and endorse and encourage you to pay attention to people like Matt Schneidman. That's a guy. You want to know about the Raiders? Follow Matt. You know why we got that audio? Because he stuck his phone out in, a, in the freaking press conference and recorded that himself. So you want to talk about somebody that's in the know? That's a, an opinion you can depend on. That's an opinion yep. that's going to be accurate. So thank you to, to Matt for sharing that on Twitter. And, uh, and, and and hope you guys got a kick out of the, a little bit of the rundown of the rookies. Now, Uncle Mosh, let's get to the fans mailbag. There he is, fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. His body throws. It is. So real quick before we jump into see if fans just want to remind you there's a couple of different ways you can uh, you can uh, interact with us here at Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, you can email the show at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. You can call the show 909-345-3346 or you can join in the chat and uh, which we do each and every week and on the chat uh, that is at Murph's Fan Cave. Uh, it's at YouTube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave and in the chat tonight we got Freddie Chavez, Bobby Wasabi, Watts Raider, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Roach, the Big Easy, uh, uh, Freddie Chavez, Interphase, uh, Coach Davis, the Northwest Raider, uh, and the man that kind of holds it all together, Chris Potts is in there. The kind of man that holds it all together in the chat is uh, Made Man Ron in Ohio. And Ron, we call him the Materator because he's a made man and he moderates the chat. So he's the Materator. But he's also one of the funniest guys in the chat, too. And he, and he had a comment about me calling uh, Ted Hendricks the Mad Stork. And he said he called him the Mad Stork <laughs> because he would deliver opposing players to their coach wrapped in cloth, crying with... S-H-I-T in their pants. 
<laughs> he goes on funny. to say, Schattenpants. <laughs> That's how you say it in Germany. Schattenpants? <laughs> Schattenpants. That's all those people were saying in our live stream when we were at the draft. <laughs> Can I get the, uh, the, the, the Schattenpants on draft, please? <laughs> hey, speaking of that, yeah. uh, a couple people want to know about T-shirts. I don't know if we talked about that a little bit, but uh, there's been three or four that have said, hey, Murph. Uh, how do you, you get know, the shirt? How do we get shirts? How do we get shirts? Tell so, me how we get shirts before we start to see a fan. All right, so RaidersFanRadio.com slash T-shirts. No hyphen, just T-S-H-I-R-T-S. Go there, and it's a very simple picture of, the, of it. It'll be a drop-down for you. Uh, pick your size. It'll take you to PayPal, and you can check out, and then that's it. And then I'll ship you the, the, the T-shirt. So it's pretty simple. So it's RaidersFanRadio.com slash T-shirts. That's easy enough. Or just go to RaidersFanRadio.com and click the T-shirts tab. And Okay, so you click the T-shirts tab. There's pictures of you and I and Q. Yep. And then then we also, uh, we have gear. We have merch that they can order, too, off of that site, right? Yeah, so the other tab is RaidersFanRadio.com slash gear, and that takes you to NFLShop.com. Or you go to the gear page and then click the picture, and it will take you to NFLShop.com. And that's, that's our link that that money, and it's, it doesn't cost you anything extra. They just take a portion of the sale of what they make on it, and then they give it to us. Well, that's the money we're putting all in this hopper right, and right, right. for Bolitnikoff Foundation. So, yeah. So, RaidersFanRito.com slash t-shirts and RaidersFanRito.com slash gear. Go to those two things, and all that money goes to Bolitnikoff. Okay, so. Awesome. Thanks, Mosh. No worries. Hot take. Roach says Renfro will be Roberts. 2016, you heard it here first. Ooh, now that's a good hot take. Right. I love that. That's that's an educated hot take. That's an educated that's hot take. That's not going up for some crazy reaction, clickbaity thing. I like that. That's a that's a very well-founded opinion. Great job, Roach. Yeah. Okay. Uh so we got to hear from Capo. All right, yeah. Oh, so, so we always start off here with uh the CF fans mailbag with our call from the Capo. Uh every made man. Uh we let me back up. Let me slow down. I'm getting all fired up tonight, Mosh. You are. Okay, so if you call the show three times and you leave a message. And not we play two, it, not four. Not two, not four, but three times and we play it on the show, we refer to you as a made man. So if you call 909-345-3346 and, we, and you leave us a message and we play it three times, you become a made man. Well, the made man of the made men is our capo, uh, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, and let's hear his take this week. Greetings, Don Murph, particularly Larry Moss, underboss, Sonny, Lil Murph, Nation. It's your capo here in the Q-Dog Radio coming to you from the great state of Texas. Look, Levi Damien from SB Nation has claimed many times, apparently, that uh, baby Cleveland is a perfect fit for Paul. <laughs> baby Cleveland. Defense, even before the draft, apparently. You know, it was never a question, according to him, of whether the Raiders should draft him, but just a matter of when they were taking Number four, honestly, seriously, honestly, I mean, what recent surprises haven't been more disappointing? I mean, the Oakland Raiders have selected defensive end Cleveland Farrell from Clemson. I mean, what was more disappointing than that? I mean, uh, Magic Johnson's no-look resignation from the Lakers via Twitter. I mean, how about ex-dealer Terry Bradshaw going off Louisiana man last week on the mass scene? I mean, what are we talking about? Zion Williamson sitting through there, and you could see the pain on his face whenever he found out that the Pelicans were going to get the first draft and uh, first pick in this upcoming draft. I mean, disappointments abound. The president, um, moving forward, I digress. Don, I think you put it best when you emphatically said that you need a dance partner in order to trade down. 
And apparently Mike Mayock has affirmed that because there was nobody, according to him, that would trap or ring the phone whenever he had that pick at number four. So you know what? Vindication is yours, baby boy. But I think Cleveland Farrell will be a good fit. It's just a matter of time telling. Now, bring back Beast Mode. We need him back. KO, he made a little uh, interview uh, snippet last week whenever he put out there that um, – B-Smoke kept a little bit too real, and the coaching staff wasn't feeling with the younger players on the team, man. Get that water under the bridge. We need this man back in the worst way. Hit list, Johnny Townsend is usually Jelly Ellis, Martavis Bryant, Eddie Vanderdonk, DeAndre Washington, Carl Joseph, and that'll do it. Hope the show comes back this week, and this isn't a practice call. Respect goes out to our sergeant at arms, D-Dog in the pasture, Mojo Raider, Watch Raider, Raider Homer, Splatterhead, Bobby Wasabi, Raider Ramon, and Ron and Elias. Oh, my gosh. You know, I I love him. For those of you out there that don't know Q or haven't had the pleasure like we have to spend time with him, make some kind of arrangements. Q Q will kill you. He's so funny. He is. He's he's out there and he's and he's just like that in real life. As he is is on the radio. And uh, he's great. He's great. Hey, so my guy, my guy, Roach. Okay, he bring it again. Roach, he brought it again. Okay, good stuff. All right, Roach says the only thing that sucks in Raider Nation right now is that next year we'll be picking thirty second. Oh, drop the nice. mic, Roach did it again. Well done, well played. Uh, that's why it's going to be awesome being at the draft next year. Because, and that's what we were saying a lot of too when we were when we were down there at this draft. We're like, you know what, this is great and all, but next year it's going to be great because we're not going to be picking early. So hopefully not. But anyways, uh, good stuff there, Roach. And, and, of course, Aaron, great job as always. So real quick, just kind of hit on something there. He's he's kind of pining for Marshawn to be back. You know, I agree with Aaron most of the time. I don't know, man. As much as I thought early on that it was highly important for us to bring him back and I wanted to see him get his swan song, song in Oakland, I'm not so much sold on that idea anymore. Not after we drafted Jacobs. And, again, I love Chris Warren, man. I think that he's going to be awesome. You always have. I always have, yeah. man. And, and I've been on this for a long time. And, you know, look, I understand the significance of Marshawn's role. But, look, no one outruns Father Time, man. And you, what is he, 33-plus now? Like, I just, I don't know. It might be time to just finally move on from it. Now, if if I, I wouldn't be mad at it if it happened because he is Oakland. Right, So I, I wouldn't be mad at it if it happened. But I also fully understand and fully embrace it if they don't if that makes sense how about you Mike? I, i'm with you i'm with you it's 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 we like a good story we like a good human interest story you know um if he does he does if he doesn't you know we're not going to be worse off that's it's not like we don't know? have options anymore and that's what i felt like before like it was like oh we kind of need Marshawn, but now we got options man we, we don't necessarily options. need him you know yeah. so you know, anyways, that's a tough one though. It's, it is a tough one. All right, so, uh, all right, so this is kind of funny. So we got some 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 kind of clever calls in here this week. Uh, so I mentioned Ann Jeff. This is the guy that, uh, uh, for those of you that missed it, he is a good friend of ours in real life. He's one of Uncle Mosh's former students, and uh, and and he and I work together uh, now. So he's he's kind of part of the family, and he he's been indoctrinated, man. He's been uh, welcomed into Raider Nation. He's, he has. He's uh, he, he's flying the flag of, of the flying that pirate flag high, and uh, so anyway, so he was over here. Um, we're gonna we're gonna develop a, a show together, and then also he was just kind of over here one night, and we were talking to him and had him on the show and well he called us on the way home from that <laughs> <laughs> Murph, Uncle Mosh, 
It's Jeff the Raider. Hey, thank you again for having me on the show. Uh, I just left about uh, 30 minutes ago. I uh, had to stop at the supermarket to get some spinach for my wife, and I got stopped. The new Raider hat that I have I already got stopped. Someone said, go Raiders. So, uh, yeah, I can get used to this whole nation thing. Uh, I'm all about it. But, uh, but hey, I've called in once. I've been on the show twice. Does that make me a made man? I think it does. Raiders. Mosh, I love the enthusiasm. I do, too. Uh, let me say this. I love that he got stuck because this is one of the things we always say as Raider fans. Like, Raider, fa- Raider fans acknowledge other Raider fans. Right, If right. you're a Harley, if you ride a Harley and you pass another Harley on the, on the road, you wave. If you drive a Jeep and you pass another Jeep, you wave. If you're a Raider fan and you're out in public and you see another Raider fan, you holler. You wave at him. Yeah. You say, what's up? You say, go Raiders. You do something. Other fan bases don't do that. I'm glad that Jeff has seen already day one. It's a different fandom here that yeah. he's getting ready to experience. Now, what do you think of what your take on the on him becoming a made man? Well, here's my thing about 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 uh, and Jeff. Okay, uh, I've known and Jeff since he was 14. Yeah. Okay. He's he's 30 now. Yeah. I've known the kid 16 years. I've known him over half his life. He's trying to angle for more swag. <laughs> I know this kid. I love this kid. He wants more Raider I gear. loved him like a son. Now I love him like like he's a nephew. I, I took him to his first casino. Hey, there you I, go. And, and his wife hates me for that. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. That's not the point. The point is he's angling for he's stuff. He's angling he's, for a shirt. Because he, he thinks he gets something. You yeah, know, well, he tried. I'm telling you, he tried to get a shirt for oh, free. I know. I'm, like, I'm like, okay, you want to rob the Blitnikoff Foundation? Yeah, then, yeah. Then you nah. got to put your head on the pillow tonight. He's, because uh, uh, I know this kid. He'll call in two more times. He'll call in and <laughs> And he'll he, you know what? And he does have to call. Because you know what? I made Kevin do that. Kevin, the Raider nerd, he asked that when He was like, well, so I've been on the show and I've called. He's like, does that make me a made man? I'm like, nah, bro. Like, you got to call, <laughs> man. Like, it's the same for everybody. It's, Wait I mean, a minute. What? Kevin that sat in my chair. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I'll open up old wounds there. Will you stifle yourself? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, so here we go, Mosh. So here's one. So look, you, you know, we aren't afraid to be. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Raider Homer. Okay. Raider Homer. Hey, I Uh-oh. know that I know that Ann Jeff is a good little handle. Yeah, what did he come up with? Raider Swag Jeff. Oh, Swag Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> swag Jeff. <clears throat> oh man you know well it, you know what he doesn't like Ann jeff i had lunch with him the other day and he goes are we gonna change my name and i go yeah i go no i go you're Ann jeff and he goes i go why you don't like it and he goes well no really and i go what do you want to be fn jeff and he goes fn i go yeah you know when you're the new guy at work and people call you the fng yeah the fn new guy i go maybe you could be fn jeff F-, you know and he goes <laughs> Well, I don't like that either. I'm like, you want I, us to name you, we'll name you. I kind of like Swag Jeff because like, he is the king of swag, too. I remember. He kind of is. Remember I like when that. He was, it's actually pretty good. When he was in his sunglasses phase. Oh, I my still, gosh. The kid had like 30 pairs of Oakley. I still got a pair that he gave me. And he was he really? and, yeah, and he went to work at the Oakley store. He oh was working gosh. part-time to support his habit. You know what? And you, and you know, and we don't do self-gloss, so you can't give your own nickname. Raider Homer was that who that did? Yeah, that? Raider Homer did that. Raider Homer, Swag Jeff, Swag Jeff. I love I it. Like because, it. And you know, in, in the in the theater world, in the, in the entertainment industry, we uh, uh, we go with we go with swag, right? We you know what swag is, right? It's uh, 
I'll just say it. I'll Case we ain't got. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ta-da! we all get. Oh, no, no, no. Ta-da! We ain't got. That's why you want it. Oh, I thought it was case. We all get because nah. it's like swag. Everybody gets it. Are we gonna have to bleep this a lot? We have to bleep. That's the first time we've said. Whatever will be, will be. We might as well just drop it. Well, I was. No, don't you dare. <laughs> all right, I love it. Swag Jeff, it's in. Uh, thank you, swag thank Jeff. you for Homer. And, and let me let me timestamp this one twenty eight because I get to go back and, <laughs> and add in some uh, some beeps and lightsaber sounds in there. All right, so uh, so anyway, so we're not afraid to make fun of ourselves as much as we like to pick on Jeff and and Kevin and and anybody else. We also are not uh, above getting picked on ourselves. And uh, man, I somebody came at me this week, Mosh. What? Just win, what Johnny. What did you do? What did you do? Just win, Johnny. You know, we got three shows on the network. We got this one, the flagship show, Raiders Fan Radio. We got Mondays with Mikey and Murph, and then our buddies up there in New Jersey, where Just Win Johnny is at. He's up in there in New York, uh, and and uh, so the fan club blitz with Splatterhead, Tom, and Fitz. And uh, I was a little late to posting up the fan club blitz this week, and Johnny wasn't having it. Hey Murph, this is Just Win Johnny. Need you to do me a favor. Hit the button. I need some fan club blitz over here. Hit the button. Tell him to hit the button, Mosh. I need my fan club blitz. Later. All right. So, <laughs> so that's great, right? So then guess what? I, I, I was still late. I got, I got tied up, man. I was seeing Avengers Endgame. I was at the movie theater with the kids, and I, and I, and I, so I was late getting home to post up the show. So just when Johnny still wasn't having it. Murph, this is just when Johnny again. I've just been updated. There's another delay on the show. I don't know if you're too busy whacking down cans of hipster water. Yeah, LaCroix, shout out to hipster water. Or if you're just organizing your dad socks and rolling them in nice little bundles in your lucky Raiders tour. But uh, I need my fan club blitz. Let's do this. Uh, Come on, hit the button. Yeah, I love it, man. And I love the Jersey guys. Oh, the best. oh man, yeah, I love it. Isn't that funny? That's so funny, the hipster water. Okay, so... I love it, and again, we're not above making fun of ourselves. And we're no, man, out. we love it. And so, so this reminded me. So, once upon a time, this is back when we were when we first started Raiders Fan Radio. Heck, it might even be one of the other shows. I don't know. But we used to have Uncle Mosh come on and just do like these kind of rants, you know, these segments, you know, yeah. on different things. And so, uh, one of the ones that I had recorded you doing, I forgot Uh-oh. to record it, and so <laughs> I told you, "Hey, Mosh, we got to do that over again." And this is what you said. What did you do, stupid? You didn't push the right button. <laughs> so it totally reminded me of Just Win Johnny. So you got Just Win Johnny hey, telling Mark, me this. this is Just Win Johnny. Need you to do me a favor. Hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mosh. What did you do, stupid? You didn't push the right button. <laughs> Anyways, apparently I got a problem oh. with buttons. Oh, right. my gosh. How many syllables are in botten? Uh, well, hey, well, you're going you're gonna to start counting them. What, are we going to do a math thing? We're going to lose people. <laughs> yeah. Episode number 130, how many syllables are in button? <laughs> All, right. All right, Mosh, let's get to uh, to uh, one uh, here. Uh, kind of new made man and uh, doing a great job with his calls, uh, fellow of Ron in Ohio, and we're here from our buddy Dave in the 330. Hey, Mosh, Murph. It's Dave out in the 330 Ohio. What's up, Raider Nation? Um, draft's over. Good stuff. I watched it. It's the first draft I've ever watched any of. I watched the first round. I checked a bunch of news stories, and I got a little bone to pick with you guys. You didn't set me up to properly watch the draft. Nobody warned me. I'm going to need a box of tissues. 
man got me crying like Tom Brady when <laughs> he gets touched. But anyway, yeah, man, that's just some emotional stuff watching these guys. No Life changing. I mean, and they're just so grateful. It's awesome. It's truly awesome. I mean, it's like their dream come true. It's almost like winning the lottery if you had to work your ass off your whole life to get there and win that winning ticket. I mean, it's just awesome to see these guys and hear the reactions, the responses. I think we've got a great group of guys coming in for the Raiders that are going to be there for a long time and really improve this roster. So I'm looking forward to 2019. Thanks for everything. Thanks for putting on your show there. It gives me something to listen to when I'm driving around. Um, I'm out here in Brownie country, so I got I got Browns news and stuff on the radio all day. It's nice to have something something Raider related out here. So Raider, awesome job there, Dave in the three three zero. So him and him and Aunt Kathy, man, tearing up at the oh, uh, at the draft, right? I love it. I yeah, love it's it. good stuff. But it really is, man. Seeing that culmination of dreams being, uh, you know, what made true, man. It's just, it's great stuff there. Great stuff. So good call, uh, Dave in the three three zero, man. Keep them coming, man. I uh, uh, I've enjoyed uh, Dave's calls to this to this point, man. He's now a made man, and and, uh, and they've all been great. So um, okay, so here we got another kind of a fun one. Um, so for those of you that watched any of the the coverage that we had in the draft, uh, the middle day Saturday, I took both my boys down to uh to uh, the draft experience and i did a little video there of us on the way down there and also last father's day i had both of uh, my boys your your grand nephews uh on here on raiders fan radio and so my youngest son is Vinny, and uh vinnie's all about the show man he's all about and he's a little bit of a ham and i don't mean that in a, in a derogatory way no, he gets, he's, he, he, yeah he's the ham he's the performer yeah, comes, of our crew man. by it naturally man. yeah he sings he, he plays music he's, he's he's great man so uh anyway so he he, he had a call for us this week Hey, what's up, Brady Nation? Uh, this is uh, Vinny. This is actually Murph's uh, son. So I just wanted to call in and say that I love the Raiders, and I always have. And I think that the podcast is amazing, and I love you guys. Bye. <laughs> love you too, Vin. Man, way to go, Vin. Yeah. Come on with your bad self. Yeah, good stuff there, man. Appreciate it. That's Vinny in the 615. Calls two more times, yeah. and you become a made man, He's son. of that age where I'm surprised he's not out in a pastor somewhere. <laughs> all right so uh let's go next uncle mosh to our uh our resident historian absolutely come on uh, here from houston raider steve hey murphy mosh this is houston raider steve i was going to tell you some background information about that tom dempsey field goal i've listened to wwl many years so i I love what's going on with the saints and uh, the story that was told is that game that uh he kicked the 63 yard field goal uh tom dempsey had a club foot it was against the detroit lions they had the lead up up to the kick on the radio broadcast what happened was uh, right after he made contact with the ball, when he kicked the ball, the radio broadcast went out. So the only people in the, the only people that knew that he made the kick were people at the stadium. And I talked to a lady, it's a friend of mine. She said she was actually at that game when Dempsey kicked that field goal. So the very first uh, kick that's, you know, longest field goal kick at that time by Tom Dempsey was was not heard on the radio. So it's, it's kind of historic. The very first kick never got heard on the radio. We don't talk about that guy, Jason Elam, but we, of course, could talk about Janikowski, about where we were at and who we were with and our Raider fandom when he made that kick. That's my story. For what it's worth, I didn't think anybody was ever going to tie that record, much less surpass the 63-yard field goal record by Tom Dempsey at the old Tulane Stadium, where uh, the first Super Bowl that was won there, I believe, was the Kansas City Chiefs over the Minnesota Vikings, Lenny Dawson's team and Hank Strand's team. Have a great day. Appreciate everything that you and uh, Uncle Mosh do. Little Murph, Wilson. 
love the draft coverage and all the other interviews with uh, Brian Hansen and everything. And uh, my money's with Mikey Murphy. God bless. And go Raiders. The Raiders are back, baby. You know, Houston, Steve, I mean, he. we got a few folks with some monikers. You know, Q-Dog is a capo and... You know, yeah, Ron, yeah, Ron's yeah. got he. We we might have to. I'm going to get historian Steve. I'm going to get Houston, I'm going to get Raider Homer on it because Raider Homer is on fire. Is he tonight? He came up with the moniker for Vinny in the six one five Mini Murph. <laughs> I love it. I love that. I mean, he's just he's all. Well, and fire. you know what's cool about that is because my other son Tristan is is the voice little, of little, little Murph. Murph. Yeah, so little Murph and Mini Murph. I love it. I love Good it. Good job, Homer. Yeah, but Homer I well, just... I kind of like his story instead of Houston Steve. Historian Steve. Historian but Steve. Me, but man. I well, I will say that I'll defer to Raider Homer for approval on that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Get, yeah. Get... I mean, Chris Potts has chimed in and said he historian Steve. Yes. That, uh, but he does, man. Raider Homer is uh, the rest of everybody's on it, man. He, this guy comes up with the best stuff, and man. I love that's the kind of stuff that I really because you can find the facts anywhere. Like right, facts right, are right. easy to find. It's don't be, and, you, I, and I think why is it because it really does remind me of the stuff that you guys used to tell me about the '70s Raiders and all the, and not even just that, but just the NFL as a whole. Those those like. I don't know those the, personal touches. Yeah, like that's yeah, what's it's so awesome. cool, and that's what makes football great. So, anyways, love you, Steve. Man, keep them coming as always, my friend. And and again, because oh. I don't play, I always enjoy listening. Wait to a what? minute, what? Q dog. Oh, what do you do? Dog. What do you do? Dead scroll, Steve. Dead scroll, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. You no, know, because like what did I just say? The facts aren't hard to find. You already got the base of the story. What's the extra? Yeah, the Dead Sea Scrolls. Oh. That's good stuff. Good job, Q dog. All right. So here's one of your favorite monikers. Speaking of monikers, uh, uh, in the chat, love and, this uh, guy. And I believe first time caller, uh, Full Metal Mexican. What's up? It's the Full Metal Mexican. First time calling in. Probably seen me in the chat a couple times. Love to uh, participate in the chat, but, you know, I got to work graveyard and got to sleep and all that. But got to give uh, respect to the capo, Mr. Q-Dog, and to the big red trucker, our sergeant at arms, all the made men, Sonny, Murph, Uncle Moss, Lil Murph. Looking forward to the draft. Haven't been this excited in a long time. And I'm full of optimism, but like they say, the greatness in the Raiders is in our future. But let's not forget our past, where we came from. That's all I wanted to say. Hope everyone has a blast at the draft. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Peace. All right, so that call actually clearly it came in before the draft. There was a couple I missed because we had so much oh, going yeah, on we had, in the draft. And downtime, and, and, we had all kinds yeah, of crazy we, so stuff. I, going. So I apologize to Full Metal Mexican for not getting that in quicker, but there, but there you go. And thank you so much for all the all the kind words. And I love it when our listeners shout out the other guys. I yeah, love that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Because it's all about community and the and the fandom community for us. And so when you guys celebrate one another, man, that's perfect, man. That's that's great. So great job on the first call. And I appreciate always your involvement uh, in the chat. And Uncle Mott, that might be your favorite name or one of them on the short it, list. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's on the yeah. short list. Yeah. Short list for sure. So to become a maid. Oh, Mosh. Here we are almost done with the Sea of Fans mailbag. And we missed your freaking email bag. Oh. So now I got, uh, now we have two calls left. One of them's a, ma- a new made man. Do you want to do that first, or do you want to get to your emails? 
No, you know, we'll do the emails at the end. We'll do the emails we can at the do end. That. All right, so uh, if you call the show three times at 909-345-3346, uh, you become a made man. Uh, you can get made anytime by wearing one of our T-shirts, or you can call the show uh, to make it official. And so uh, this is a little bit tough to hear. I know that there's some t- uh, a little bit of, of a speaking challenge for this gentleman, uh, but he's a great Raider fan, great representative of Raider Nation. He's Raider 1, and this is his third call, and he is now a made man here on Raiders Fan Radio. How you doing, Uncle Marsh? And Murph, this is one Debbie left from Santa Maria, California. I'm calling to tell you, you know, about the draft that we got and you know, all the guys we got, they're they're really, really good players. And uh we got lucky on on uh on draft the free agents. We got Tavon Connie, he looks like a linebacker from Notre Dame, which has a lot you know, a lot of hit. He's a pretty good the only weakness is his cover, but he's he's so you know, he, he hits everything in his way. And then the full back in Alex Ingle. I like the end goal. I think that those two and uh, Lester Cotton, uh, a guard from uh, Alabama, I think they'll all make the, you know, the Raiders uh, as undrafted free agents. And I think we should be all, all glad of everything that they have been. I mean, uh, for the second, and the, you know, everybody was talking smack, but on the second day, we, we were chilling it. Every, every play we were getting, I really, Absolutely. really so true. This, this, I think we'll, we'll have a really uh, a good year. Thank you for taking my call and uh, go Raiders. Absolutely. Day two was fantastic for the Raiders. Jeez. You know, trading down a couple of times in that second round. And that was the one where when I was down there with the boys, we were down there in the middle, right in the middle of the crowd where we, where we were uh, day one also, Mosh. But but right there, we got to see Charles Woodson come out and and, uh, and announce the pick and, of course, wish everyone Happy Mother's Day and all that. So that was great, man. Day two for the Raiders was fantastic. And But, uh, hey, uh, most importantly here on the show, congratulations, Raider Juan. You're now a made man. You are a made man. You showed you are part of the family by participation. By chance, a man like yourself should make enemies, then they would become my enemies. Showing you are a friend of Raiders Fan Radio, you have leapt across the line. Friendship is everything. Friendship is more than talent. It is more than the government. It's almost equal to family. Be loyal. Made man, Raider fan. Someday, and that day may never come, I'll call upon you to do a service for me. But until that day, accept this as a gift. And don't ever forget, words can hurt more, but silence can break hearts. All right. Thank you to Raider Juan, and thank you to all of you that are made men. We need to do an update, I guess, Mosh. Uh, I'll have that maybe for next next show. We'll call roll. We'll call roll. There's like 30-some-odd folks now, 34, 35. I don't I know. Think it's, so. it's getting long. Uh, so thank you to all of you that have uh, participated in Raiders Fan Radio. All right, Uncle Mosh, we got one more voicemail, uh, and uh, we got a sizzler pending, too. We don't do hot takes, but we definitely do a sizzler. And so our last entry this week comes from our buddy Rev Raider up there, speaking of New Jersey. What's going on, Murph and Uncle Mosh? This is Reverend Raider calling from Jersey. <clears throat> Just wanted to give a couple of thoughts. Well, first, while I'm thinking about it, and I was listening to episode 128, Murph had me dying laughing with the Tom Dempsey joke, you know. <laughs> I mean, in a sense, it was kind of deeper than prostitutes working tool, but. I definitely got a kick out of it. Um, I just wanted to give uh, my thoughts a little bit on the draft and stuff like that. I was definitely happy. 
I mean, I, I think we all, most of us had, had very similar reactions to uh, Cleveland Farrell going number four, but I think we just, we, we kind of fed into some of the hype with, with some of the quote unquote experts and stuff like that. But um, I was, I was upset for all of like a minute, you know, I was just like, Hey, dude is still good. And if you go back and look at his film, uh, he has a lot of tools like with his hands and he's very cerebral. He might end up being better all around than uh, Josh Allen or Nick Bosa. Like, even though Josh Allen, he is a physical specimen and stuff. But uh, definitely was happy about that. Seems like the Raiders with the defensive picks um, in the secondary, I'm very happy with. Almost seems like they're trying to develop their own little legion of boom. You know, uh, tall, yeah. um, strong Good call. Uh, corners yes. and uh, – Jonathan Abrams, I was hoping we would pick up a safety. When we picked up Jonathan Abrams, I was so suit because I had an eye on him. I was like, heck, I wish we would pick him up. So that was definitely excellent. I'm happy about that, you know. Definitely excited, you know. Recently, uh, I just celebrated my, four, uh, my 40th birthday. And so as a birthday present to myself, I bought some um, – Jets and uh, Raiders tickets, so I'm all set and ready for that. Can't wait for November 24th. Can't wait for the season. Um, but uh, another thing, I, I was uh, actually paying attention to uh, or listening to the Coleccio Semele, um interview. I actually wasn't mad. I think he, he kept it real funky, you know. Yeah. He kept it 100, and he said what he had to say and spoke his mind, you know. And I am kind of sad that he went. I get why he went. You know, we probably couldn't afford him, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, once a Raider, always a Raider. That's about it. Uh, I'm done running my mouth. And so uh, <laughs> I'll talk to you guys at a later date. Always love the show. Have a good one. Great job, wow, Raider, man. Good he's job, the best, Raider, man. Yeah. He's, he's the best. And I I won't uh, build on it anymore because I Totally agree with him about Kalechi on that KO uh. thing. And and if you haven't heard it, go find it. It's not hard to find. It's Lefko, L-E-F-K-O-E show. And, uh, you know, Mosh, because that's, you know, he was critical, but he wasn't overly critical. It wasn't bitter. And that's the thing that, like, we hear when a lot of people go at the Raiders after the fact. They're bitter. Amari well, Cooper was bitter, right? I'm a, I know I'm, I'm I see you smiling at me like I'm heading in that territory. Let me just I, say that you're, I didn't get that vibe from Kalechi. I didn't get that. You're, you're right. You're right. And, and, and I love Ray. I, I love Rev's tech on that. He, I mean, it was just, it, it, I love it when a caller is cerebral and they're sitting there and they're thinking, you know, they're not reading the script. They're, they're telling us what they think. And it's like, man, it's like, it's like, he's right here with us talking about this yeah, stuff. Yeah, like yeah, we yeah. just talked about. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I don't like to do a lot of reading straight off of the, the chat. Q's killing me. Oh, no. What do you do? Q is on a roll. So um, Full Metal Mexican is talking about he, he works for a guy whose name is Juan, right? Oh, no. A lot of people were a lot of people were congratulating Juan and, and full, uh, Q yeah. said, uh, uh, full Metal Jacket said that his boss is named Juan. And uh, <laughs> so Aaron, Aaron Q Dog Raider of the Capo says, uh, Mexican may have 99 problems, but his boss ain't Juan. <laughs> you is That's hilarious. Me. 
just kill oh me. Oh my gosh, make up my glasses fog uh, Oh my gosh, you're too funny, cute. Aaron. He's cute. Best, this man. one's for you. Uh, Sizzler. 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 Chat has been a riot tonight. Oh, chat. They're, they're the funniest part they of the show. It's, for okay. those of you that don't participate on our YouTube, man, you're missing out. Our chat, they're they are smarter than we are. They're funnier than we are. They're, uh, they know more about football than we Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Like, it's awesome, man. They are definitely our brain trust, man. You guys rock, man. Yeah, that's that great. Too funny. Hey, so speaking of Rev, uh, Rev, this okay. one's for you, buddy. Sizzler. 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 Right Sizzler. 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 Is that a two-time winner? Uh, or first time for that's a, I don't know. We don't keep we don't, we don't keep, keep checking. Stats. I think is that that's is that Rev's first call? No, no, he, that's his. No, he's a made man. He's a ma- so mosh, mosh. Will you stifle yourself? <laughs> it's hard I, to let me just say this. This is a really awesome problem to have. I, I lose track too. I, it's hard for and I've and remember that one uh, time I tried to refer reference the made men. And I, I kind of stopped myself, and I'm like, oh, no, because I'm going to forget somebody. Yeah, I do that with grandchildren. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait, are you one of No, you're not mine. Wait. Ah, I don't know. It's, hey, let me read these. It's such a good thing. Because it's th- a good th- thing. We have so much participation in the show. It's awesome. Yeah, and, so and, and I, so I should have known Rev Raider because no, he cracks he, me up every time he calls. He's the one that dropped tighter than a he mosquito's butthole. tighter than a mosquito's butthole, yes. Which was one yes. of the best. All right, all right go ahead. Oh, Rev. So, Rev, that was your first Sizzler. I appreciate you. Oh, it was you. first. Okay, see? Yeah, and, see, uh, I, I don't know either. So, what the hell's going on around uh, here? <laughs> you know, Paul from Shropshire there we go. is the Sizzler scorekeeper. And we're going to hear from Paul in a minute. And uh, He's so, got a new nickname, too. Paul, Paul, Paul the, Sizzler the Sizzler scorekeeper. From Shropshire, Mississippi. <laughs> this guy's loaded with all kinds oh. of... Oh, my gosh. If you tell him that, he'll add that to He'll add that to add that credentials. <laughs> Paul, I know you're going to listen. Do it. All right, Murph, here's here's an email. Oh, my God. Hey, it says, hey, Murph, I know you like numbers, so here's what makes me making a made man on episode 124. That's not from Paul? I'm going to get to Paul in a minute. If you interrupt me again. Will you stifle yourself? (laughs) Wait a minute. You're cutting eyes at me. Good job there, hot dog. Uh, It's hot rod. Whatever it is. <laughs> Wait, hot, hot dog is what I try to type with. Oh, no, that's sausages. <laughs> so it says, so Chris Potts says, hey, Murph doesn't know what's going on, but he'll drop math like a mofo. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, will. I had no idea. But, but, All right, let me yeah, listen. Yeah, baffle him with numbers. Oh, my All gosh. Right. I'm sweating over here. Go hey, ahead. Murph, I know you like numbers. Uh. So here, here is what makes me make it a made man on episode 124 extra cool. Okay. My wife and I got together January 24th. So our number is 124. We, I even have a 124 tat on my arm. Uh-uh. Also, you said I was the 31st, which is my birthday, and it happened in my birthday month. From oh, my Raider gosh. Roo. Yeah. That's cool, yeah. man. That's the kind of numerology we love, we man. Love nice that. job, we Raider Roo. Good job. All right. That is cool. All right. So hit us with uh, Shropshire. Paul. This is it. This is the uh, now coming to the close of Raiders Final Radio. Close it Good out. Good evening, fellas. It's been, it's, been, uh, it's been quiet this week. And as we head into the bowels of the preseason, the rookies are settling in well. We've had a couple of stellar-looking scouting appointments. 
and we're heading towards the part of the year when I start to rewatch my America's Game trilogy and Raiders history DVDs on a loop just to have some football going on. Nice. <coughs> Excuse me. Of course, this year, I could also listen to your award-winning Super Bowl Sunday show from February. Hey, Thank you, Paul. Cool. Thank you. you may be the only person that gave us an award, but yeah, we appreciate it. We'll take that. it. Two people that have split opinions this week have been Kaleche and Tom Cable. I'm not sure how I feel about the Kaleche interview. One minute, I think he's not showing any real animosity towards anyone. Then in the next breath, he seems to be a bit bitter. The one thing I wish all these guys would do is just move on. Put all their energy yeah. into their new team and not do these expose type things. Yeah. Unless there is a serious issue that needs to be addressed, such as racism, for example, then nothing positive comes from any of it. Tom Cable definitely splits opinion. And this week, I saw some stats on Silver and Black Pride on Twitter that are really damning on Cable's performance, specifically pass protection. They state that between 2006 in Atlanta and 2017 in Seattle, the pass protection stats under his coaching are really poor. He ranks 20th in 2012. Otherwise, it's pretty much low 20s and 30s every other year. Look out for him huh. appearing on Q-Dog's hit list in the future. <laughs> it's hard to stick up for that guy when you see the stats, but I guess the bottom line is, if Coach Gruden wants him on the staff, he ain't going anywhere soon. True. Funniest thing of the week. That fool that went to Dallas is now asking for $16 million <laughs> a year. Yeah, right. Yeah. The gift that keeps on giving. Yes, we don't like to say we told you so, people, but we, we told you so. A couple of questions for you to finish off with. I've seen numerous articles suggesting we trade for Kyle Rudolph at the Vikings. Now, obviously, it depends what the trade is, but do you think we should go for him? And finally, will there be an RFR awards relating to last season? Oh. I believe they were called the Fannies before. Love you, Raider Nation. Regards, Paul Egerton from Shropshire, Mississippi, proud made man and one-time winner of the Raiders Fan Radio Sizzler Award. And the what is it? The Sizzler, the... Oh, no, I forgot already. Uh, what did I? What do we say? No, the uh, the Sizzler statistician. Yeah, the Sizzler statistician. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sizzler statistician. Yeah. Good job, Paul. <laughs> good job, You're the Paul. best, man. Wow, it's great emails, man. He's he's awesome. So a lot of stuff there, Mosh. So he talked about should we? Yes, the two questions there at the end. Should we trade for Kyle? I don't know. I mean, again, kind of like a lot of these things. I wouldn't be mad at it. Uh, you know, I I think that he's he's got a lot left to offer a team, but I'm not so sure that we're at that desperate of a need at tight end at least as much as maybe um some of the some of the analysts will tell you that we are because i think we have a big unknown in darren waller and look the guy's big he's fast he's got good hands for all that we can tell like i don't if he can end up being you know half the playmaker that that you know we would need him to be then we'll be fine because our wide receivers are going to be getting most of the targets. And guess what? Josh Jacobs can catch out of the backfield too. So we don't need a feature tight end anymore. We don't need a Jared Cook anymore. And not to say that Kyle Rudolph is on the same level as Jared Cook, but I don't know. I just I don't see it uh, having as big of a of, of a need maybe as, as what it would have been uh, at other times there. All right, so um, 
good stuff there uh, from from uh, from, from the Paul, Sizzler scorekeeper, from the Sizzler scorekeeper, and all the rest of the calls. Great job this week, guys. You guys were awesome. We are Metallica, and we are here for your Oakland Raiders. You know why we are here, and we ain't playing around today. From The Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. I've had a few people ask me, uh, Mosh, about that. Why we do that? Yeah, because, well, that's the Joker from Dark Knight, right? And uh, because Raiders fans are a rogues gallery, and Batman is known for his rogues gallery of villains, and the most famous one of them is the Joker, and so that's why I play that little thing of him at the end. So that's why the Joker. And we like to do. (laughs) 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 So, uh, so we always close out the show with kind of an irreverent little segment, Uh, and this week we're going to go to Raiders in pop culture. And this is a fun one. Okay, so there's a lot of talk about the Raiders potentially being on the show Hard Knocks. This is the documentary that HBO produces every year. A lot of talk about them being on Hard Knocks. All right, I'm kind of coming around to the idea, but whatever. Uh, The more Raiders, the merrier to me. Um, But going back to our friends at Good Morning Football, who put out so much great content, one of the hosts of Good Morning Football is Kyle Brandt. Well, he's buddies with Liev Schreiber who's a famous actor, and right, he right. does the voiceover. When you watch the the Hard Knocks shows, he's the guy narrating the episodes. I got it. Okay? So since the, the, the topic has been the Raiders being on Hard Knocks, well, Kyle reached out to Schreiber and asked him if he would do a mock-up of what that might sound like if the Raiders were on Hard Knocks, and here's what it sounded like. I'm going to go to Oakland for now, and um, Peter made a joke about this, but... I am actually friends with Liev Schreiber. My, my wife and I are friends with him. He and his wife take a cooking class together, and I text him last night, could you voice over this thing on a voice memo? And he sent it to us, and this is how it came out for the Oakland yes! Raiders being the team for Hard Knocks. Coming this summer, a saga from HBO in which you can actually see the action on the field, and the stars and bucks are right where they belong. The story of a great royal family battling to honor King's past with King's present and once again reclaim the throne of games. An exile who crossed the narrow AFC, the prince who was promised, the master of whispers, and the mover of chains, and their battle to remind the 32 kingdoms that the black hole is dark and full of terrors and to silence those critics who would say, you know nothing, John Gruden. Hard Knocks, training camp with the Oakland Raiders. Winner is coming. I thought it was very nice of him. And he even yeah. did the score a cappella at the yeah. end. Yeah. He's really talented guy. <laughs> yeah. That's Sabretooth right there. He doesn't have a lot of time. Right there, uh, yeah. And he won't come on the show. Weird. He doesn't like us, but he said he likes the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, how funny. Isn't that great? 
Isn't that great? So, yeah, oh. good stuff there. So, uh, appreciate the Good Morning Football crew. If you don't watch Good Morning Football, man, it's one of the best. I watch it uh, almost every day uh, before Dan Patrick comes on. It's it's some of the best content there is in terms of uh, football-related news, man. So, uh, Uncle Mosh, that brings us to the end of another episode of Raiders Fan Radio, the episode oh. uh, 129. Next up is 130. Um, probably not going to be this next two week. Yeah, two weeks for RFR proper, but we will have – I've got – I've got a lot of stuff holstered. We got stuff, on we got stuff coming this week, so you're going to hear from us. Uh, it's just not going to be RFR proper until uh, until week after. Yeah, next. I got finals. The, um, I think. Yeah. Fi- uh, anyway, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. But uh, so, anyways, so, yeah. So you're going to be out of school soon, uh, and uh, and we're, we're gonna, we got a, we got a couple remotes planned for this summer. We do have. Uh, a, we got some more. We got some more road trip and stuff. We do. We've been accused yeah, of being yeah. the uh, the uh, 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 the, I was, the Martin and Lewis. <laughs> uh, and so we, we will definitely do those again. Oh, I know what I was going to say earlier about uh, Paul asked about uh, the fannies. We'll get to the fannies this year. We got yeah, so yeah. tied up in the draft, it occupied a lot of our creative energy, and so we just didn't get to the fannies like we normally would those are coming we'll do the fan so we'll you'll get plenty we're, of stuff fannies from are going to be a little bit different this year too we're going to we're going to do them on the youtube as well as the podcast absolutely so, so we're going to try to incorporate some fun stuff that way but uh thank you to all of you in the chat i can't scroll up but uh ron watts raider aaron the q dog raider interface jesse rosales chris potts the big easy full metal mexican raider homer man tons of people in there tonight appreciate you all hanging in with us here all the way until the end uh and uh, thank you for supporting raiders fan radio the way that you do I'm going to turn over to Uncle Mosh and get out of here for the night. Hey, thanks for listening tonight. And for Murph, the Dead Dead Scroll Steve, (laughs) Mini Murph, and the Sizzling Scorekeeper, this is your old Uncle Mosh, and you've been listening to Raiders Fan Radio, where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side. Don't ever forget what happens in Vegas started in Oakland. Good night, everybody. God bless. We might as well just drop it while I was in No, don't you dare. <laughs> Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. 
It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com.